0: Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and you're listening to episode 39 of the Third Fleet Podcast, take two. (laughs) I messed up the intro last time. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted to introduce a special guest for this week's episode, super active uh, member of the Munster Hunter community in Europe and gaming in general, having co-founded ARX Gaming and tweeting, streaming, and creating videos at a pace that I could only ever dream of. 269, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast here today.
1: How you doing guys? Howdy doody. Everybody knows me for saying howdy doody. It's it's nice to be here. I've kind of been waiting to jump on uh, this podcast <laughs> and I just love you guys for inviting me. This is fun. You always have Eric around these parts, but who cares about him in it? <laughs> <laughs> there
2: you go. It is what it is. Are you intimidated by his beard or not at all? Because I am. No, because we were... the. He's been like, rolling with and,
0: him but he was a bald baby. Yeah, yeah. We wow. were the ones
1: who kind of like... Asked him or told him to kind of grow a beard and stuff like that because he had the bald head and we're like, you need like a uh, a unique selling point. <laughs> so like grow the beard, grow <laughs> <laughs> the beard, and he was like, yeah, I will try it out. And I i seen like all you're the different aud- phases. Yeah,
0: auditioning for Mr. Clean. I don't know if you guys have that in in your country. I don't even like know a, that an American brand called Mr. Clean with a bald guy. Ah. funny. it's really shiny, you know.
1: <laughs> he used to have this really awkward, like chin strap beard as well. Like, I know guys yeah, who yeah. tweets his pictures sometimes, and I tweet his pictures just to like tease uh, <laughs> Eric. But um, yeah, now he's got that full flesh beard, and it looks it looks good. It looks good.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it makes me it makes me want to grow mine out as well. The problem is that mine would just be like white. And it would just like really Gandalf, show my... this is I, it. I, it. The worst part, it wouldn't even be like Gandalf. It'd be more like Santa Claus. So it's... it's I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs>
1: Wonderful.
2: So um, I guess one of the first things that... Uh, I think both me and Gaijin are extremely curious about this. What is the origin of your nickname, 269?
1: Ah, ah ah, ah, see see let me tell you tell the, the origin story. of uh my name so my name comes from when i was at school um i used to live quite a far away so when i was going to school there was a bus and the bus was the 269 bus and people only saw me come off that bus so people used to
0: call me 269 at school so
1: that's where the name actually comes from my bus room that's home. pretty
0: cool actually i like that that's
1: that's not a true story so now no you can now you can say story, that there's,
0: way. There's, there's oh really this is a that, wor- world, premiere? That, that, world no, no, premiere
1: that's not
0: a true story he's lying oh it's not i'm lying oh <laughs> oh come <laughs> on, man <You're,
2: laughs> that, no one te- knows the true story <laughs> <laughs>
0: you baited me
2: <laughs>
3: oh oh,
0: i believed it
1: i, so I was just about to say
0: i was about to say that you can go around now bragging that there is a bus line that uses your name that's branded the funniest yeah, thing but...
1: is, there is actually a bus line near my house that is to the two six nine bus line. So people actually believed it. Um, wow! And every time on stream for like. Every time that I was streaming, I used to come up with a different story, and it became an in-joke. Let's, uh, and today, I'm carrying that on. This brought to your podcast. Yeah. I, I know what it
0: is. You, you just don't want to, you don't want to tell us the actual story because it's probably your pin number to your credit card or
1: something. Imagine <laughs> all the money's gone now. <laughs>
0: what's what's the combination on your suitcase? One, two, three, four. That's the same one as mine. <laughs> Spaceballs reference. If you guys uh, remember that awesome movie. That movie was awesome. Okay, well, the mystery the mystery remains, and I and I feel completely gullible. One day, I I tell everything how... coming out of your mouth, and now I, <laughs> no, I can't. One day I will tell but, uh... like
1: the uh, true story of how the origin came down, and I'll make sure that it's on your, you guys' podcast so that you can get the full oh, there go. exclusive. We get we get the scoop. <laughs> we get the scoop get the right scoop. here on yeah. the Third Fleet
2: podcast. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, so, um,
0: so that you guys, been playing. I, Oh, sorry. So I was going to ask, like, because I don't think people know this as much, mm-hmm. but you are like, dare I say, the brains behind Eric. The P. brains. <laughs> like, I find I find this story fascinating. So I would love you to give a, a little bit of background. But I know that um, you and uh, Alex actually went to college together, and were yeah. mates, right? Same college, yeah. and then you guys worked for the same company. Then. You came up with the idea of doing like a YouTube channel, and I'm really curious how you came up with that because it's, I mean, congratulations. It's uh, yeah. like you've got to update your LinkedIn. You're still saying this you, you support a wonderful 200,000 subscribers. You're like 1 million, <laughs> million off. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, let us know about that. It's because I, I love what you guys do, by the way.
1: So originally, we were obviously working in the the games. That, I know, let's go back to actually the beginning. So, me and De- Alex met like day one of university. It just happened stantly as well, so we became really good friends. Like he forgot his, um, his, his like timetable, so we didn't know where we were actually going, and we both had like forgot it, forgot it. So we ended up meeting that day, and I was like, wow. I just literally Chance asked encounter. the person and yeah, the person behind me. I was like, Do you know where you we're meant to be or where we're meant to be going? He's like, Yeah, I'm going here. I'm on the on the same course as you were doing like computer science, and I was like, Oh, what? um i'm like really looking looking forward to this i can't wait to learn how to like program and then from there we kind of really hit off and we had to take the same train home and all of that stuff so it was like the six two really nine, crazy. you know taking that to yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um after university and going through that which was actually like some really like mental course um kind of really forged us and we met so many different people there and it was a great time but we ended up i ended up getting a job at microsoft and we ended up working on like forza and i was like oh they've got jobs there for alex as well so i ended up bringing alex in and getting him recruited nice. we worked there for like ages uh well not that long actually like three to four what was it like four years i think um and over that time we just learned a bit more about the games industry i feel like a lot of people don't have this insight into how the games industry works and how the machine works it's like crazy that any game gets made in
0: general oh yeah um, yeah it's it's a miracle and if any software <laughs> yeah. that actually runs is it's literally hanging on by a thread it's a miracle yeah just patch it guys i'm like
1: it's not that easy yeah <laughs> just, they've improved the way that like cert works now and cert was like a big part of like the holdups and on stuff like that but cert used to be uh, if you don't know what cert is it's basically the process of getting a patch through to uh the consoles and being deployed out into the public but that used to be like a two to three week like process. So every patch you used to have to go through that when it came to like first parties with PC, it was kind of different. But uh, now they've changed it so that you can basically do that instantly. But uh, yeah, learning all of that stuff was just a, a great insight. And while we're at Microsoft, we had this, we used to work with a lot of influencers on on stuff and we used to get access to this like lovely games library We used to get the games early and we're like if we're not paying for the games and people want to see these games early let's make a youtube channel around this and kind of really bring our knowledge of like how and much break paying, embargoes cause... yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just didn't... break embargoes <laughs> we did not sign anything we just had the games early we did not sign anything but um we don't break any embargoes now because yeah, that is just like a
2: horrible wait thing wait wait! Yeah. did you say now What is He no, said <laughs> it? <laughs> we wait, don't break any embargoes now well, well technically we had
1: day... <laughs> technically we had access to the game while the reviewers had the access to their yeah. game so we used to wait for them to put out their thing and know that it was okay and then put out yeah. our stuff but um now we just fully follow it to like the T maybe to a fault. Sometimes we're like, we don't want to upset people by putting out content like too early or putting out spoilers or whatever. But um, after we got access to that and we started building the channel, we kind of started off more of a casual way where we were just like, oh, we're just going to offload our knowledge. I think uh, I was doing a bunch of like Saints Row videos, Devil May Cry, and Alex was doing like Monster Hunter and stuff like that because no one knew how to play Monster Hunter. You always used to ask me to play Monster Hunter. I was like, I don't even know what's going on here. Like, can you please explain it to me? If I want to know, then pe- other people are going to really want to know this stuff. So that's where mm-hmm. like the inception of the channel came from, basically. That's
0: it's, great. It's well, interesting. You guys have a heck of a success story, though. I mean, like, yeah. you guys are like, I, I don't know where you are in the ranking, but you're number one in my book when it comes to <laughs> uh, European-based game channels. You guys no, do it's a lot
2: interesting because the the first time that i saw the the channel it was a long long time ago and the reason i ran into it was because there was destiny content on it and i just thought oh this is just a destiny channel <laughs> and, then, and then when i started to wait a minute they're posting monster hunter what's this what is going <laughs> yeah. on
1: that, that's the <laughs> thing about us in general we play so many different games and people think that we're not being authentic because we play so many games they're like where do you get this like time from and stuff like that but like If we see a game we're super excited about it and it doesn't always end up being that that way right so Mm. we've been hurt by this like games like anthem super excited for that everybody was excited for that but we get roasted because we made videos on it (laughs) like
2: listen i got roasted for anthem as well and let me say it here again yeah anthem's gameplay was friggin awesome it was awesome like i don't care what anybody says it was awesome the problem was yeah. Everything else around the game and even just their design directions were completely atrocious. I mean, what's the best thing about Anthem? Flying. What's the first thing we're going to do on the first instance that we put in the game? We're going to take flying away. This is like, what? Oh, <laughs> Why are you so dumb? What are you thinking?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we've had that happen like a number of different times with like different games, but then it's also worked out for a, a bunch of games But like we were excited for cyberpunk. Everyone got scammed by like cyberpunk. Everybody. Yep. We were excited for Godfall. Everybody got scammed by Godfall as well. It's like all these games come out, but then there's been like Destiny's come out and we kind of really were excited about that. And even though not everybody's super excited about Destiny, that community was huge at the time. Yep. So we grew off of that. And uh, for Monster Hunter World, we grew off of that. There's been so many games that we've um, been excited for. We've gone absolutely ham on and uh it's just kind of really worked out and the same kind of really happened for us on our side channels for like me and paradise on monster hunter stories too that was kind of i know that you guys really liked uh stories one as with gaijin in particular
2: gaijin I really liked did stories one I've played it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like for me i was looking forward to the game based on the trailers but i didn't know why people liked it so much and it had like this niche audience but now that i've really played it I fell in love with it and we've grown, grown off of it and we we were putting out like three videos a day and just like the fuel and the fire was there to do that. And you really need to enjoy a game to be able to do that because there's no way that I could put out a video on a game if I didn't enjoy it. There's certain times yeah. where I'm just like, I don't even want to wake up to make a video on a game if I know that it's like rubbish or whatever
0: what um it's one um, of the great things right like like the whole idea of like youtube like you're not working for a station that's like okay you've got to review this it's like i don't want to do this it's like if i don't want to make a video about it i ain't gonna make a video about it (laughs) (laughs) so
2: So i'm actually curious did you play were you into like pokemon or something like that just out of curiosity or not at all
1: i'm so scared to talk about pokemon every time i bring out pokemon everyone thinks that i like hate pokemon but um i don't i i love pokemon but I don't like the Pokemon games. Like the only Pokemon okay. games that I really mm-hmm. liked were Red and Blue when I really initially played them and had my first expo- exposure to them. But all the Pokemon games since then, I, it's even though Monster Hunter is very sameish and similar. Um, for more for Pokemon, I can't really get into it for some reason. Maybe it's like I don't know why it is, but I just don't yeah. personally gel with uh, the new Pokemon yeah. games. Like I bought every single one as well. I literally buy Isn't... every single one. To oh my it, god.
0: So, it is an interesting concept, though, you, that you can be a fan of a franchise, but not like the games. Yeah. Because, like, 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 everyone knows I keep talking about Toho Project, which is technically a bullet hell game. But there's, like, so many people who love the franchise. It's just some of the games are not for them. But there's it's kind of nice when you have all these different alternate ways to enjoy the universe, be it yeah. through anime or music or whatever. So now, but it kind of sucks that the games aren't uh, at the top of the list of <laughs> the great things about that franchise.
1: Yeah. So, it's like... Um, for instance, Hurricane's gonna find this one weird. Like, I love Final Fantasy, but I hate Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, I I tried to play that game, but every time <laughs> I try to dip into it, I don't like it. Um, it's a good game. It's a good game, but it's just not for me.
3: <laughs>
1: Actually, <I> just
0: for <laughs> the expression on his face, I could feel the.
2: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so... No, it's it's like I think yeah. um, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is. In a a lot of good, because I say this about a lot of games, Uh, I don't think the Final Fantasy 14 is for everyone. It's 100% not for everyone. Uh, And the thing about Final Fantasy 14 is that it requires a significant time investment before you actually see the payoff. So like, a lot of people start Final Fantasy 14, they go to Realm Reborn, which is the first uh, big... you know zone that you not zone the first expansion that you go through it's not an expansion the base game but whatever it's like the first story arc that you experience and that story arc is all about planting seeds and it's like when you go to a garden and you plant the seed it's not exciting you put the seed in the ground you water it and then you wait (laughs) but it's exciting when the seed starts sprouting and that only happens in the first expansion So that's Mm -hmm. the thing. Like, there's a payoff for a lot of that, but a lot of people are just not going to be able to see that payoff because they get bored before they get there. And I understand that. And I, like I said, I think it's good that certain games. You know, if you're trying to make a game that's all about, it's all about the mass appeal. I got to appeal to literally everyone. It's not necessarily a good thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think.
2: Having niche experiences is uh, is a good thing. But um, I, I meant to ask you, because you were, t- first of all, I, I wanted to do one comment, it kind of got lost. You, you talked about Godfall and how Godfall burned so many people out. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that, listen, Godfall is a pretty good $20 game, okay? If you can get it for 20 bucks, it's pretty good. <laughs> but like for 70 or whatever the hell they were asking when that came out, no, nah, no, nah, don't do that. But like for $20, you're gonna have a good time. But the other thing that I wanted to ask is, like, you were saying that you guys started with Monster Hunter. Which one was the first Monster Hunter that you played? The very first one.
1: Freedom Unite. So, Alex had us go down to these, like, little gathering hall things. Like, they had physical London, like, gathering halls that you could, like, really go to and participate and i was like i'm not gonna go down there with these nerds but alex was like
0: <laughs> "I
1: like, goddamn nerds this? yeah 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 so we we used to go there like after university and uh just sit down there and chill out and they had like free drinks and it was like a really amazing place and kind of really let me give monster hunter a chance because at that point it was super niche even more niche than it was before like um uh, what was like freedom or no not freedom
0: yeah try was try 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 yeah. that started breaking in yeah
1: yeah so we went down there and i was really experiencing it and going through and i fell in love with a bow at that point and i was like oh cool i've really found a weapon uh that i really like and the way that monster hunter was back in the day it was a lot more methodical and uh mm-hmm. kind of really more considerate about how the hunter was and every move was more precise so i really like that but uh now it's moved to a uh a spicy kind of more anime action. I feel like that's yeah. more me. To, yeah. But I think uh, genre. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it's very funny that you started playing Monster Hunter with with Freedom Unite, and then yeah. uh, we obviously had the, the world boom. And then after yeah. the world boom, Capcom ported over Double Cross, they gave us G U, which is something I never thought would happen after World, right? And then yeah. somehow there was some kind of interaction that you had with someone that was like calling you kind of like a world baby or something. Yeah. Someone that came into the franchise through world because you were playing GU and they're like, this guy just only plays world. <laughs> like I even made a video because of that. Cause I got so upset. I made a yeah. video where I was like, "Monster Hunter, everyone is welcome." <laughs> like I was, I got really <laughs> mad over the concept. Like it, it, didn't even matter to me whether or not you started with World at the time. I didn't know. It's like it doesn't, mm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. which game you yeah, started exactly. with. If someone's enjoying GU, why can't they enjoy GU? That's so dumb. That concept yeah. of like, oh, he doesn't respect the franchise. And now it's funny to hear like, no, you actually started with Freedom Unite. Probably you started playing the game before this person that was criticizing you. <laughs> that's it
1: and I th- feel like people really like like doing that kind of really gatekeeping in a way but like it does it literally doesn't matter where you started with the game like yeah. I don't need to give people my like gaming credibility to be yeah. a gamer like I can start or play Monster Hunter for like an hour and be a Monster Hunter fan you know what I'm saying it's yeah. like if you like the game you like the game and if you want to be part of it and be part of the community it doesn't matter how long you played it if you're but good or bad as well I, I, like it doesn't really matter sorry.
0: I've gotten this weird question a few times, which yeah. is like, hey, what would you consider a Monster Hunter veteran? And I'm always mm. like, someone who's played Monster Hunter before? Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> someone who's played more than one game? I don't know. Yeah. Like,
1: I, I definitely Who think, cares?
0: <laughs> like, I don't know, but-
1: I definitely think it's I like guess veteran, gonna, like yeah. if you played-
0: if, you've, if you're playing your second Monster Hunter game, you're already a veteran. Yeah, exactly. You've played the game. Yeah. So now you have multiple perspectives and that makes you a vet.
1: Yeah, 100%. I feel like- oh, I was thinking about this the other day. Does anyone care if you're good or bad, Hunter? There's a lot of focus on, like, if people are... Look, we're talking about uh, Divine Blessing on Twitter and that <laughs> erupted into, like, some crazy thing, but no one cares if you're good or bad. If you're a really good... speed, You have to be in the top one, 1% of speedrunners to be even known and known for that thing. And yeah. most speedrunners, say, like, Kanta or TDS, they're known for being like decent and very good at the game but most of the other speed runners people don't really like know them and if you're a bad player nobody knows you as well so just enjoy the game for what you're enjoying if you love speed running which i kind of like dip my toe into like a couple of times that's an awesome thing to do like go be good at that game but don't punish people for not using something in particular or Um, not playing the way that you do. I just always find it weird that speedrunners are so... Or no, I'm not going to say speedrunners, but people that are very good at the game. Because I don't want to say speedrunners because some speedrunners are really, really cool. But people that are really good at the game that generally play solo are so concerned about what what other players are doing when they're only going to go on solo hunts anyway. So like, why do you care if little Timmy over there is like running some skill that you don't like?
0: Yeah, that and I also think that Twitter... Uh, in yeah, particular I, I i i have an analogy in my head that i've been using a lot recently yeah. which is what i what i consider called flipped flipped percentage yeah which is if 99% of people don't care what you're yeah. using, if, as long as you're all having fun that means that and there's 1% that does on twitter it's the opposite it's 99% yeah. of the people on twitter <laughs> care about because that's where the 1% are they're all yeah. on twitter yelling at people because most people don't talk about that stuff. Because why does it even matter? Like, I played with this guy. And he was in my room, and he missed a headshot. The, the bastard! It's like no, you you don't go online and talk about random encounters you had with other people yeah. playing video games. It's like I, it's a video game.
1: I I definitely get where people are coming from. Because if you're very good at a game, and and you feel like people are playing wrong, you kind of want to correct them. You want to see the whole kind of community get better no. at the game, and if you do join a hunt on that rare occasion and someone's doing something stupid, it's so annoying. But remember yeah. that it is a video game and people do want to have fun on it. Like, it isn't a job for people. It isn't, it isn't escapism. It is a time for them to have fun. So don't try to impose the way that you play onto other people. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally agree. It's, and it's, it's like, funny because, like...
2: I, I still get I'm, frustrated, like, whenever I join a lobby and suddenly someone's playing Longsword.
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, you know,
2: like I get it. Ruri's you know, but... like, I want some, I want some difficulty.
0: I want a hunt that's longer than two minutes, guys. Come on.
2: <laughs> I have uh, to I, keep I, that I, meme I, going. I'm gonna milk yeah. that meme to death. <laughs> I'm
0: just, I just, can you imagine how, like, of the few that actually do care about other players, it's like, well, why are you playing with random people then? It's like saying, yeah. I care about the food at a restaurant, so I'm just gonna close my eyes and pick a restaurant and go. It's like, no, if you care about the food, you. Choose where you're going. Um, yeah, exactly. i I'm just imagine those people running into my daughter, who is an amazing hunter, and she's also mm. a fifth fleeter. She nice. started with world, um, <laughs> which is great. So it's it's funny because she always has she whips out the camera and the owl all the time and takes pictures during hunts. But she can do it like in the middle of like super attacks and still not Whoa. get hit. Like she's really good at it, and she's fast. So I only imagine other people are watching and they see an owl and they're like, "Wait, what is that <laughs> player doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's okay she's carrying you guys don't worry about it she's just i'm always I'm so
1: surprised by like because obviously you tweet about it like how much you guys are getting through the content you're like oh yeah we beat like now in like 0.0 like minutes and i was like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, wow
0: it's like you said when you love it you love it and and yeah it's you know, really funny is she's still almost daily she goes out and plays uh does all mother hunts with random people mm. because she just loves the, the randomness and Sometimes she can tell, like, "Oh, this is this person's first time." She's like, I, "I, I look after him, you know. Like, I got some life powders, you know." And she's, she's got the good soul of a hunter. So, nice,
1: awesome. I'm, I'm so glad that, that you guys are playing like the game together as well. Like,
0: mm. I
1: don't have kids at the moment, but when I do, like, I would love to have that experience. I feel like that is like something that is super precious, and I'm just it's so dream come true. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that you like, you took that time to do it because I know. There was a compromise there with you, like, making videos or taking time to, like, play with your daughter. Yeah, there still is, actually, to be honest. There's
0: so much I wanted to do in terms of content for Stories 2, Rise, even the Mm. weapon tutorials. But it's like, I'm never going to have this opportunity to bond and play Monster Hunter with my twelve year old daughter. That's not happening again. Yeah. So if that means that I need to be less active for a while on YouTube, then whatever. And everyone's been really supportive. They're all like, "I'm so jealous. You're choosing yeah. the right thing." Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like. Oh my god! If I could have that, like, because Monster Hunter is great when you have a physically a person with you to play. It's just different. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to be like online talking, even over Discord or whatever. But like being in the same room playing with someone is just somehow a little bit more special. Which you probably know from your experiences down in the, the basement with the dorks. On yeah. <laughs> <reading your night. laughs> but it's yeah. it's special, and it's it to have that with your daughter is just crazy. And yeah. I think it's because I never pushed it on her. Like, she was born when I was already into Monster Hunter, so, like, she knows that I've been obsessed with it, but I don't shove it down her face. She's joined me to events, and she likes the monsters in the theme, but I've never asked her to play the game with me. Uh, nice. I try as a father to make – not – I expose her to a lot of stuff, but I don't push her in any direction. I want her to feel like if she chooses to do it, it's because she chose to do it. If she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. So, you know, my job is just exposure, man. And then we'll see what catches on. And it just so happens she's hooked.
1: Nice. She's, I see you guys putting gonna, in the real grinding hours as well. Like, I see you tweeting about it in the morning and then, like, at like your nighttime in Japan, I'm just like, how long were you guys playing this game for?
0: <laughs> well, like so we just had summer break, right? And I spent yeah. summer break the most unhealthy lifestyle you can imagine. Like we we're, were up until five in the morning sometimes, playing games. Like Man. we're just like every day, just like all you know, crazy. But it's like that's a special time in your life. You got to do that, you know. So we just the hell with sleep. We just keep playing. So, like tonight <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we're gonna play a lot later because. Uh, we got we'll talk about stories later I'm sure but we got like um Soul Seer and stuff but she's never faced Soul Seer. so we're gonna go to GU we're gonna do that first and then we're gonna play it in stories too so we can see the interpretation Ooh. of the character which is what we did for uh some other monsters and it's been really fun but yeah there's it's there's none of time in the day time is <laughs> the not, biggest not, currency not. so use it wisely
1: yeah nice <laughs>
0: that is uh and that and we we, we just we, Man, I'm I'm really scared for my sleep schedule. Once if they ever come out with like a super all mother quest, like a really buffed version, <laughs> the amount of challenges we're gonna think up of how to do that is gonna be really fun. It
2: it like. needs to happen at this point. Um, I've it I've has actually to. liked I've actually liked the the last two updates that they did to Rise quite a bit because they brought those um, more challenging quests to to the forefront. And yeah. I. I I think that if they just brought more of those, I think that maybe the community would be, you know, less upset. But it's like what you end up getting nowadays—you get a lot of memes from people going like, "Oh, there's a new event. Oh, it's just titles." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I thought you wanted a challenge. It's like, turns out yeah. you just want a reward. I mean, come on, what's what's the deal? Because like, I spent a lot of hours in the in the recent quest, the Rajan quest, until I could mm. just do it without carding. That That's my thing. I just want to do the quest mm. without carding even once so that it's good. And I did that with the Akuma layered armor as well, which is, it's so cool. The Akuma layered armor is freaking
0: amazing. <laughs> I got, I, I'm curious if you did this, but my, my, my daughter brought up a really interesting concept to me recently in the last few months, which is if you're trying to do something like she's playing games and trying to get like a perfect run, don't stop or reset. In the middle of it she's like if you're failing in the middle go to the very end because you're otherwise you're never going to get practice on the back half and so her concept is that if you're going for a challenge like the no carts even if you cart you don't start over no because the point isn't this is going to be the run it's i'm getting the practice in to get that run depends, and when it happens it happens
2: depends on how far in i am it mm. depends on how far in because you know, sometimes I'll be so like, if you okay. cart in the first 10
0: seconds, then- and <laughs> yeah, it's like, whatever, that's no practice.
2: But then at the same time, if you cart like I don't know, 20 minutes in or something, well, not 20 minutes because it doesn't take that long, Five but minutes. you get the idea. If you cart like closer to the end of the quest, then you're like, oh, you know, I'm yeah, kind of close, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that I've, I've spent quite a few hours doing that with Sword and Shield, um, because. <laughs> Gunlands feels. Uh, the worst part is that after this, I see that um Chaos Slayer did it like sub nine with Gunlands, and I'm like, "You bastard! You bastard! I hate you!" Yeah. <laughs> because well, I only did like eleven minutes on on Sword and Shield, and I was like,
1: "Oh damn it!" <laughs> I haven't actually dipped on to actually like try out that quest. Is it good? Like, are you guys? It's really it? good.
0: Yeah. I I thought it was. I think it's the best one in a long time. It. I mean. I think a lot of us maybe maybe not i don't know but um the event quest like drip has been really lackluster yeah like it's like really you're gonna literally just drip me off like a quest and it's i don't even care about the reward I, I care about how unique and different it is and if they're yeah. just doing like oh a new monster in a new locale it's like that's not even something to talk yeah. about like that's great i love mm-hmm. it but like that's not like the event quest of the week it's like saying you know, hey, you're gonna have uh, milk today. Oh great, I have it every day. It's, you know, it's, I don't know, like a good analogy for it, but so like there's been nothing really horribly special about all these quests, but the the Rajag one is interesting because I'm looking at this from a game design, conceptual place. I don't think they've ever done this before and I don't know if I'm wrong, but yeah. they give you an objective and they say, go kill a Rajag. Yeah. And then they go, oh wait, there's two of them. And one is like super duper, duper, duper strong. But you know what, I just need one. I don't care which one you choose. And so they literally give you a difficulty slider, and you say, "You want the little baby down below, or you want to, you know, gear up sup- and, and go for the big, the big boy?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like it's cool because it, like, it's it's voluntary. You're playing for the challenge because it's fun, and he hits hard, and I love that. Like we, I I want this for every monster. Like, give me hard versions of everything, and I think it just underlines a common complaint, which I would agree with, which is the game is too easy for a lot of us. Uh, we would like to have a little bit more bite and challenge to it, so um, it scratched that itch a little bit for me.
1: <laughs> I definitely think that's what they need to do more of: like take mechanics or systems that they have in game and just kind of remix them into some brand new content that people can really experience with a nice reward, such as like the limited yeah. armor that people will dip back into. But like, where where it... are
0: the baby monsters? Like the other day, me and Yuna were fighting the little baby gameth. Like yeah. there's that event quest where it's like it's like. The size of—I think the palica, the the cats are bigger than it. It's like yeah. super small. And you had like the little Oregon in uh, three ultimate if you remember, and he like when yeah. the whole arena blows up. I was like, where is all that stuff? I was like, just fudge with the parameters and throw it in the arena. I, you have good materials. Just make some more dishes, man. But
1: so, how are you guys feeling about like Rise in general now at the moment? Like how how are you like? Where would it? Do you feel like it's a good Monster Hunter game?
2: I actually, I actually want to flip yeah. that I actually want to flip that question around because you oh. said you haven't been uh, you didn't even did this last event like have you dropped off of Rise 2.6? I
1: am nervous every time I want to pick up Rise <laughs> for some reason it makes me anxious because I don't feel like I'm going to pick it up and enjoy it when I go to play it Um, and I feel like that's not because the game isn't good. I just feel like the whole, I've the whole sentiment around it's most impacted my enjoyment of the game. Like other people's opinions, which doesn't normally happen, has yeah. impacted my enjoyment of it. So when I pick it up, I'm like looking for issues where I wouldn't enjoy it. But if I was living in a vacuum, and that is what you can do when a game isn't released as well, which I like doing, having that during the review period, you yeah. don't have in people's other people's in, uh, influence opinions influencing yours yeah um you can really enjoy it for what it is but i pick it up and even though i know it's a good game and it's just fun to hit monsters and go into a quest um it it, it just kind of irks me when i go to play it it's like last event quest i went on it i'm just know that i'm gonna play it and there's going to be people complaining about it online even though it is just a nice thing to have even if we're not yeah. getting the exact content that we want we're like people want new monsters they want new experiences they want new like activities to do um this is still nice for us to have like if this is the like a bad scenario to be in at least they're giving us some more content to like dip in and like play essentially
0: yeah i don't know the actual psychology term for it but there's that thing right like if like You're going to go to a a restaurant for the first time and I tell you that it's or you know that it's a one star, like horribly reviewed restaurant or you don't know anything about it. No matter how good you are at just being open minded and optimistic or anything, it's going to change your your experience a little bit because you're going in with some something. Right. And it just taints you in a way. And it's uh, it's a weird phenomenon. It happens to me as well. But I, I, I kind of feel like what you were saying about anxiety of picking it up is how I felt actually with World and Iceborne for a long time. Like, I would actually feel, like, like physically feel anxiety, like, picking up the controller to turn on the console. Like, it was, like, a traumatic thing for me to do because, like, there was certain... It wasn't because of the community, it was more because of me, but there was, like, certain things that were just small little things that were glaring at me and just yelling at me and I just or hitting me the wrong way to the point that it was impacting like the, the, actual overall experience. I'm like, why am I getting like this? Why am I caring so much about this? I was like, I'm not going to force it. So I stepped away for like half a year or more and I am yeah. coming back and, and fallen in love uh, all over again, which was great. But it's like, it's, it's just a sucky feeling, right? Uh, yeah. To, to have to feel not excited to pick up the controller to play.
1: Yeah. I Monster have- Hunter is something that we all like really love And when you're not enjoying it, you don't need to play it as well. So that's my option was to kind of walk away. I'm sure I'm pick up Rise like when the like expansion comes out and stuff like that. But uh, for now, I don't feel like I need to play it. and I don't feel like I should Hmm. play it. So I'm going to play stories and enjoy that. I'm going to play other games and enjoy that. I don't need to. I'm not going to make videos on it like all the time, like to just grind it out and stuff. But yeah, if there's something like I'll I'll give you
0: to answer your question, though, like from my end and this might surprise some people. In my mind, I consider the party's over for me already with Rise. One, I played it for 750 hours, which is ridiculous. I've never played a base game more than 300 hours, ever. Um, it's just how it usually... I usually save that energy for the ultimate release, you know? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's where it gets really fun um, and, and crazy with volume and stuff. Um, but, like, for we still play it every now and then, like, you know, three times a week. We'll pick it up, we'll do a few quests just for fun. Um, and we we kind of like the event quest mm-hmm. as a good excuse to jump in there and play a little bit. But I mean, we're full. Like we were at a buffet. we're just we're just sipping on dessert and coffee at the table. we're We're done eating, so we're enjoying other games. And I think the largely that's even for stories too, I think for my daughter, the the party's kind of over. I'm still yeah. playing it kind of a little bit more than her, but she's like, you know, I'm just gonna let it build up and I'll wait for a good excuse to jump in and play some more. It's just, you know, you can only grind for so long, right? on Yeah, stuff, 100%, so.
1: 100%. That's the way you experience it. You play it up until you don't enjoy it anymore. You don't need to play it all the time. Like, But,
0: man, she was really... <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, though, that she was playing the other night. Yeah. Uh, she was playing Rise. I wasn't. She just picked up and just playing while I was cooking dinner. And she was... She, we're coming off of GU. So, like, she's like... I could play this with my eyes shut. (laughs) She's she's like, this game is so nice to me. It gives me everything. I'm I'm like, it's so funny coming from you. It's like
2: getting a little bit arrogant there. there. It's just like this game, I beat this. No problem. I I actually feel like I'm, I'm extremely lucky because like, I don't feel those things about, you know, the whole, I know that there's a community sentiment around rise and Mm. all that. I don't, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel anxious. Like if I feel I playing, I pick it up and I play. Like I said, I played like, I don't know, three, four hours, whatever of the last hmm. event so that I could grind out the the hunt that I was happy with. And I enjoyed myself. And I think that from a design standpoint, like we were talking about, I think it's really cool that they did it in a way that is like, listen, if you're someone who is a player that just wants the reward. You just go and yeah. you kill the easy Rajang, and Rajang is, like, super easy in Rise to begin with. Oh, he's not God, challenging baby is at all. So you just beat him up, no problem. I, I think that that one has maybe a little bit more health than the, the usual Rajangs, but he's, he's still, mm. like, super easy to kill, so it's whatever. But to me, when I got there, and I got to, to that quest uh, after seeing your tweets, Gaijin, because... I didn't know this when the event came out, but I saw the tweets and it was like, guys are just talking about a super Rajang? What the hell is going on? So <laughs> I, I climb up the mountain and I see him sleeping that I'm like, okay, let, let's see how hard he hits. Bam, cart. And I was oh, like, oh, no. okay. <laughs> That's how hard he hits. All right. In that case, I basically told, I, I made myself this challenge was You don't get the Akuma layered armor unless you get to kill this Rajang. That's oh. how it works.
0: So, you, you, you know, this is, this is where my... My daughter again is 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 finding my weak spots and she's pushing me. I told her about the quest. I said, Well, why don't we start with the smaller Rajang first and then we'll we'll go and we'll do the the hard one. She's like There's no glory. I love it. I love she's it. She's like, You don't deserve to No. She's like, What happened to you? She's like, Are you are you insane? She's like, You are not fighting the baby Rajang until you pass the big boy. Uh-uh. Exactly. She's like, See- and she said she was she said she was disappointed in me. And I, and I and she's like, I don't even care if you were joking. I'm disappointed. I'm like, damn. So that, that, that stung. I That's love my, you. But I, am right there. There. I, I love, it.
2: I, love I, it. I am
0: proud to say we finished it on our first attempt. So nice. We did pretty good.
2: Damn. Uninstalled the uh, game. I love it. I love it. You used used to get that a lot in uh, in Blizzard games back in the day, or or like whenever you did something wrong, or or, no, no, it was um, wasn't Blizzard? It was was League of Legends. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It was you'd be in League of Legends and like you'd make one fumble, and they'd be like, "Dude, just an install, just (laughs) an install, get out,
0: delete your account." (laughs)
2: Exactly. It's so brutally savage. Did you? Yeah, but we're we're also
0: savage to each other. it's.
1: I used to th- play everything, everything. League of Legends and everything. Oh, Katarina no. main in like League of Legends. That was my.
2: Katarina, that was she that's fra- the knife one, right? Yeah. The she dual plays blades. The and teleports,
1: yeah. 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 Nah. She I was
2: plays. I was support main. Support main. I played uh, Leona.
1: So basically what you're telling me is that you can't play.
2: No, no, it was you <laughs> wanna know? Listen. You want to know why I stopped playing League of Legends? <laughs> <laughs> so you know think? how you, you know how everybody is obsessed with last hitting in that game. Yeah. So Gaijin, in case you don't know what last hitting is, because I know you don't play MOBAs, right? It's like you have these minions that are coming down a lane, and whoever gets the last hit on the minions gets additional golden experience. So there's a character in there which is the AD carry because they deal the most damage of the whole team, or at least they should. And their whole thing is they gotta last hit as much as possible so that their character kind of snowballs and becomes super powerful later in game, right? So AD carries mm-hmm. would be obsessed with getting last hits. But if you kill an enemy player, that's way more experience and way more gold. So as Leona, me playing as support, I get to focus on harassing the enemy players. So I set up the perfect kill for my AD carry. I beat the crap out of this guy. Dude's like literally one millimeter away from dying. And as a good support, I don't kill him. And I, got, I look around, I'm like, where's my AD carry? He was just here, not even like a second ago. Mighty Carries like back at the tower, last hitting, and I'm just like, dude, I quit at that moment. I, I was, like, I'm yeah. done. I'm never playing this game again. This is dumb. <laughs> like I quit. Well, you definitely. That's a that's, a that's
0: that's a comp- that's a competitive element, right? And that's yeah. I just I don't play competitive games. I never, I never really got into. I mean, I played like Mortal Kombat 2 as a kid in the arcade and stuff, but it was more like I just wanted to do a fatality. I didn't care about the competitive nature of it, you know. But I just, I just never really got into competitive you, games. So you it's, it's, Alex, it's it's fascinating for me to listen to.
1: Yeah, you and Alex are definitely the same. You literally, I don't understand how people can't be competitive. Like playing competitive games is like super fun. Like just uh, beating someone or like the mechanics of learning how to beat someone that you don't, you couldn't traditionally beat, and uh, just having that victory, I feel like it adds a lot of replayability replay- to games. But. Um, when I'm talking to Alex, I'm hearing the same exact <laughs> things that you're saying where it's just like I don't necessarily enjoy like that We're just P V E yeah.
0: P E boys, I guess, you know. Yeah. It's like what I okay. think.
2: I think when it comes to those competitive games, one of the most satisfying ones has to be Smash. Because like, you literally beat the other guy out of the stage. It's like, get the hell out of here. Or you dunk him down the stage. The dunk is the worst. Whenever you, like, yeah. dunk someone. Dude, I can't play Smash to save my life, though. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll try hard and whatnot, but I can't play it to save my life but whenever I yeah. see the really good dunks from good players like actually dunking someone down the stage, it's so disgusting. It feels so I'm, good. I'm
1: so glad that they've added Sephiroth to like Smash Brothers and that's now my main for Smash Brothers. So he's got this like the same, I don't know, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII, but the same plunge that he does on Aerith in in Final Fantasy VII in the story is his meteor smash um move so for the dunk you basically do that to players and it's like the dirtiest thing like you just destroy someone with that and it's crazy it's so toxic it's so toxic and i love doing it (laughs) (laughs) that is good stuff indeed
2: so what would you consider to be your main weapon nowadays and i know i'm gonna be disappointed but go ahead i don't
1: have a main weapon I don't think. I don't think I have a main weapon. I think I like every single Mm. weapon aside from. So you're a Gunlance main? No. 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 (laughs) 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 Not even close. Gunlance is like super cool. I want to main the Lance. I want to main the Lance, but I'm just not good enough at it. Well, it doesn't. I can't even say it doesn't do enough damage, because have you seen the runs where like the lance is just going ham and people are just like, darting across the place? But I feel like I can't do enough damage with mm. the lance, basically. Um, insect Glaive is a weapon that I don't necessarily get on with, even though I do want to pick up and play it, because I feel like the changes in Rise are like super cool. Uh, is there any other weapon that I don't really get along with? But most of the weapons are just absolutely... Really like and I spend most of my time on longsword or bow there we go. Or, See, I knew uh, it, or, or charge blade or lance. <laughs> okay, at least at least
2: you have charge blade in there. Thank yeah. God, because I was like really longsword and bow. That I, I have to deal with this. Come on, yeah.
1: it's the most anime, and I just love anime stuff. Like so, I'm gonna go with like the longsword as well. So I, I really like that. I like gun. I know light like Bogun's, like super cheese, and people don't really like playing with that, but. For someone that really likes shooters, I enjoy the mechanics of like just shooting things and just having fun with it as well. So yeah.
2: If if I was like um, if I had the patience to deal with the ammunition stuff, I'd probably play yeah. light bowgun here. I mean, I've played light bowgun for Colv in the past yeah.
0: because obviously everybody
2: played light bowgun for Colv.
3: <laughs>
2: but uh, this, other than this that, is I this don't is something really... I
0: would I would love to bring up actually. It's a good point yeah. because yeah. I noticed a lot of people and myself included when it was when I first thought about doing. I mean, back in the day, like we we had to craft our exact same armor sets again in order to do gunner, which was just yeah. way too much to ask. So it was harder, but it's like the conception that it's a lot of micromanaging and it's really complicated. I will say, for the vast majority, and maybe "vast" is an overstatement. I don't know, but for a lot of people, myself included, you're only ever using like two shots with the bow gun generally in most hunts. It's actually not that bad, and yeah. I I would say that if someone's looking at it and it's like oh, my God, there's a lot there. I can't digest it. It's like a gun, bow gun might have, like, 20 ammo. Only two of it's really what you're going to be using. So it's like um, don't let that be a deterrent to try to get into bow gunning because like, you can pick up the Narga light bow gun and rise and only care about pierce 2 and you're you're golden. Yeah. You don't need to care about anything else. Just pierce 2 and just have a little shortcut that makes more pierce 2. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. And you go and you kill stuff. And it's, very, it's actually... I find it less maintenance than the other weapons. A lot less maintenance. Especially because you're not worrying about gauges, you're not worrying about levels, or whiffing something. It's like, I just go pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> it's consistent.
1: Yeah. I definitely feel like people have a bad experience with like the gunner weapons because they try to do it during like the campaign or like mm. story missions, basically, and you don't necessarily have access to money or the oh, resources yeah. to really build the best um, gunner guns that you yeah, want. Yeah, they get or, better like, at the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. But if
0: oh, did you try though? Like going through Rise, if if you're interested, if someone's like just starting Rise now, mm. there is actually a light bow gun that works really well for story, which is believe it or not, it's um. Why is the name... Why I'm, I'm, I got the wrong gone. answer name in my head. No, <laughs> he's, it's
1: teased us, but he hasn't dropped the emojis. No, the, the, like, the problem this I promise is a really good no, one, but I'm not gonna tell no, you. No, no, okay.
0: The, the Grady Zucci.
2: I'm gonna the no, no, Grady make a video about it. <laughs> okay.
0: It's coming later. Okay. Grady, no, Grady I want I, for some reason I, orange came <laughs> in my mind, and I was about yeah. to say Ketchawacha because your background reminds me of the ancient ruins, and I'm like, yeah, I, but it's not Ketchawacha. I'm like, Grady Zucchi. It's like one of the beginner. Things you can fight in the game, and its bow gun is apt. The light bow gun is amazing. The Pierce one, so good. And you can use that all the way through high rank. It's like totally. It's the first time I've ever. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to find a bow or bow gun early in the game without lots of restrictions because it opens up so much at the end.
2: It's interesting how you guys were saying that, oh man, the bow guns, you know, they get way better by the end of the game. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, that's the exact opposite of the gun lens.
0: Gunlance. <laughs> the, returns, the, the further you
2: get into the game, the worse it gets. <laughs> <laughs> By the end, it gets so bad you don't even want to play it anymore.
3: <laughs> oh man! I love that's your easy passion
1: easy. for the gunlance, though. To stick with a weapon that you don't necessarily feel is performing as well as the other takes tenacity and grit. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's like a really cool thing. And uh, the gunlance in general is just a really cool weapon. I wish they had a base for most of the weapons doing similar damage across the board, so that people didn't feel that way, that they, like, were missing out on anything, uh, essentially. But how, how far behind do you feel like the Gunlance is in terms of, like, damage output?
2: Let's let's put it like that. The, the previous event quest, which was Apex Mizutsune and Apex Zen I was trying to get uh, a run-in with no carts, And what ended up happening was, at one point, I was just so frustrated that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in with Longsword. And I beat it with no cards first try. Uh, Playing, and listen, playing like complete ass. Like, I wasn't doing counters. I wasn't doing Yai Slashes. Anything that Zanogar did hit me. And I was like, whatever. Guess what? I can still do damage. I can still do Helmbreaker. And I can, see, that's the difference. It's like, with the Longsword, even with me playing bad, I could at least deal damage to the monster, so it was fine. But with gun lance, it required a lot more out of me because it didn't deal damage. That's the thing.
1: Sounds, it sounds like you
2: had a lot more fun on the longsword than you had on the gun No, lance. I didn't. It was not fun. <laughs> 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 I had a terrible time. There's video proof of that. It's just like me getting slapped around all over the place. But the thing was, every time I turned around to slap the monster back, like the monster was like, oh, damn, that hurt. <laughs> like, oh. And with the gunless, it definitely didn't feel like that. It felt terrible. Nice. So, um, you know, World was definitely one of those that I think everybody spent more time playing. I think you that was that was the time where I became like that was the first time that I've seen your your channel even was during yeah. the the world beta and stuff like that. Cause I think you guys even had earlier access than a lot of us mm. to the to the beta. So how do you feel about World? Like cuz cuz that one was like a big departure. I I call it the biggest evolutionary step in the franchise. How did you feel about that?
1: To I think to talk about World and how I feel about it, I, we have to talk about Monster Hunter in general.
2: Yeah. Right? For
1: me personally, cuz like I was talking about earlier, I feel like Monster Hunters moved so far away from what it used to be in its methodical like nature and like really being punishing. Um but world was in a step in a direction that i feel i like about monster hunter so i like the methodical side but i feel like they're two different games like monster hunters now like to me in my mind like two different games it was like old school monster hunter and uh new school monster hunter and they tried to do it with rise go back to the old style but it just didn't it, it wasn't enough for to appease like the old audience or people that played like the old monster hunter games because they've still got all these like silk bug moves in there that you wouldn't necessarily have you've got like so many options if the monster's going to hit you in old school monster hunter games you used to just be like basically roll and attack now you have counters you've got silk bind to get out there you've got 50 skills on your your hunter to kind of get around all of this stuff you've got it's a lot less punishing and that's where the like the ease comes from um in terms of playing but for me that's more of an enjoyable experience <laughs> like i like playing that because i like hunting the monsters and not necessarily having to think about every single precise like roll or dodge or whatever and i like the fluidity and like it being i'm gonna, gonna say this less clunky can I say that is was the old school Monster yeah. Hunters
0: like more clunky than yeah. they, these So it, ones? it, it actually, is, I find it really fascinating though that you you're saying because I, I agree that there's two different types of Monster yeah, Hunter yeah. for sure. Like there's the hunting genre and then there's mm. the action game. Yeah. But I I, I want to jump in a little bit and, and get your thoughts on this one. Like I felt that Rise was like you had Monster Hunter right, like the the clunky Monster Hunter yeah. which we love, um, and then World started fun if to me started funneling it more into a larger scale world like world yeah, sure yeah, yeah. but like mm. the, the mechanically it started feeling more like an action game for me and yeah. i feel that rise didn't go back try to go back to the past games i feel like it took world and ran with it like it just went to the hills yeah, yeah like yeah. i said it's like okay let's take this aspect of world and let's put it on steroids and let's yeah, see exactly. what happens yeah yeah as i thought oh, okay because i thought you yeah, said no, that no. Don't, rise don't, was going back to the old style but
1: No, they tried to go back with, like, a mix of, like, oh, the environment being, like, um, numbered and zones and simpler and the world and stuff. So everything surrounding um, Rise is there, but the core mechanics are just basically copy and pasted from world, but boosted to an anime scale. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I always
0: thought of the world and stuff as more of the less of an intentional game design and more of a a consequence of being on Switch yeah um because they actually said that when they started developing the game they actually were not gonna have they were gonna have loading zones still which is yeah. really hilarious when you think about it because it's like like I said the mechanics went totally away from the old games and went towards like okay weird it's i would correct me if if you don't agree but i would almost say it's going in like devil may cry direction at this yeah, exactly yeah. it's what it feels like yeah. Yeah. which is fun but it's it's a different flavor of ice cream it's not yeah. what we're we're used to eating and it's 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 different. Um and yeah, there's some mixed feelings, right? About which which flavor you prefer and, you know, how to tweak the the recipe, so to say. But I think at least in my head, I, I like the fact that they're they they take the portable series and they usually use those as good experiment beds, I think, to try mm-hmm. out some more crazy stuff. Because there's there's always just this weight of a numbered title, so to say, like a main lot like yeah. the main series. You know, like World Like is Monster Hunter Five or whatever you want to call it. Like there's 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 almost like an extra amount of weight on their shoulders to say, okay, we're taking the learning from our ultimate expansion, our portable game, its expansion, and now we're gonna make a decision on what's the next era of Monster Hunter, what's the keyword, and you know, quality of life and, and seamless maps was from fifth generation, so sixth generation, I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm really, oh, yeah. I, I would love to get your thoughts on what you want them to do. Um, but I, I can th- so yeah. so you would say you prefer like the old games you liked a lot and world yeah. kept enough of the old game formula that it felt like it was making it smoother but still had enough in there no i um, I, I prefer or the opposite
1: i prefer the new style so i enjoyed okay the old, i enjoyed the old style but it just necessarily wasn't for me because i like fluidity and mobility in my games, I see. um and for me, like as someone that works in games and wanted to like build games and still wants to build games in the in the future, the core concept of Monster Hunter, I feel could be even more potential. Like my dream Monster Hunter game is probably <laughs> so far away from what the community wants, but uh. I want that. And personally, I feel like it's heading more in that direction, and world was a step in that direction. I want it to be a full like people are going to go and like fully throw up when i (laughs) say this but i want it to be a full ecosystem that is open world you go out there you experience it with your friends you go to a huge world and you can locate a monster in a place and you go hunt that you encounter other hunters it kind of makes it feel like the guild legends film where they were going out and it was like a whole world and that
2: realizes that
1: idea of it being like a scale thing
2: so destiny monster hunter
1: Yes, and that's what people are going to throw up at. But please yeah. don't say that, so people hate. But me. it's <laughs> odd on the Destiny. But I mean, but we've talked
0: on this podcast as well, actually, about yeah. like the next Monster Hunter. And I think yeah. we a lot of us come to. Uh, I think very I don't know if you're. I, I think we were. You were. We, I was the same as you on this one. Like, we were talking about like the potential for like Monster Hunter Six or whatever it might be. I think taking the 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 gameplay mechanics that they they polished in Rise with. An even more double down on the open world aspect that which they yep. were hinting at with Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. To me, that's the perfect Monster Hunter. Combined the two, I think. Um, the... I love the old school Monster Hunter games as well. They're very arcadey feeling to me. Yeah, which is also why I'm so I'm I'm really hard on right now for Soul Sacrifice because it, <laughs> it it's an arcade it's like an arcade game right it's like you know you go on yeah. the it's clunky clunky in a good way uh, yeah, in yeah. a grindy fun familiar way, but um I would actually. <laughs> agree with you. Like, that's where I want them to go. Uh, it's, uh, franchises. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I want
2: to, I want to bring back Soul Sacrifice in a bit, but, uh, focusing on the, on, you know, the, the potential for the, the next big Monster Hunter entry, I actually think that, you know, the, the way that Destiny did its world, as in, n- not its world, but like the, the structure, particularly when you were in those, uh, zones, like, I, I just remember mostly from, uh, the little, That I've played of Destiny because I never got like super mega hardcore into it, right? I got super mega hardcore at the beginning of Destiny 2. Like I did the raid and everything and I had a blast. But the the thing is, the the way that they designed their world when you have those um, open zones where you do patrols and stuff. And you just like randomly encounter other players that happen to be there. I think that would be cool for a Monster Hunter game. But there needs to be some kind of a balance because you also don't want to be like, you know, you don't want to be in, in the open world of the game. And suddenly you run into literally like 10 players, which you could yeah. do in Destiny. Like, you don't want to run into 10 hunters because then what's going to... You're just going to Zerg Rathalos down and it's going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's Can you
0: imagine, though, if they had a thing like once you're four players, you, you, are, you disappear from the instance of the world. And then if you're traveling and there's like a team of three people who don't have a fourth they'll actually appear in your world and then you can go like oh they're in the forest and you go up you're like hey can i join and boom all of a sudden you guys become like a group and you join the quest midway and stuff that would be so sweet but But i mean i hope they i hope they keep both though i want to i don't want to see portable monster hunter ever go away like i love it so and i think from a technical standpoint you can't compete with that type of concept so i think if we could just have two well-defined flavors of monster hunter going forward yeah. It means that we have to listen to bitching like every other year. Right? <laughs> like one side is going to be bitching about the other one. The other one will be bitching about this one. And no one will be. It's like, guys, just enjoy both or enjoy one of them. You don't have yeah. to love every game. <laughs> it's fine. <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <laughs> That would that, be the most ideal.
2: That's the thing. It, it's, it's like um, when you have a game like World and that is followed up with a game like Rise. And it's like they're two very good games in their own right, but at the same time they they provide you with different experiences. Like, World gave you the home console experience, which is something that we hadn't had since, what, Monster Hunter Dose? I'm, no, yeah. Monster Hunter Tri-Ultimate, I think, was like the, the last well, even, console one, right?
0: Tri-Ultimate. Even that, it, 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 blo- it, it takes it so far, I, th- I would say yeah. it's the first time we've ever had that type of, like... And I, that's how I think they put the investment behind... The incredible update schedule on that game, yeah. right? And I and, mean, and it's
2: like all you have this console experience, and then people are like, "Okay, so the the next Monster Hunter is Rise," and I think everybody just expected like the evolution of World. It's like it's on the <laughs> Switch. I mean, come on, well, wait, come on! <laughs> it's
0: like, it, fits in, it fits in your pocket, guys. I
2: even Take I even the controllers exp-
0: off. It's that big.
2: When, when we first saw it, I think most of us even in, not when we first saw it, because when we saw it, it already had like the, the one big map, but it's like initially when people were thinking about it, you know, whatever's going to come to the Switch, we still thought it was going to have the separate loading zones. And it would have been okay if it did, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just two different experiences. And I think what people need to do moving forward is like, listen, if you didn't like Rise... Right, if you mm. if you generally played through Rise and you feel like whatever the 100 hours you got out of it, some people get 100, some people get 200, some people get 700, like Gaijin over here. You know? it's like, it depends on it depends on how much you like it, right? But it's like if you if through the 100 hours, which most people will probably have gotten out of it, it didn't gel with you, then here's what you got to do: you get Monster Hunter Six, but you don't get the Monster Hunter Six Portable, which is whatever yeah. spin off game. Yeah. they just don't get that one just don't don't even worry yeah. about it it's, Use it it's as an not an opportunity gonna be to play other games <laughs> yeah, play something else and um but, but yeah, i mean
0: i it's it... go ahead oh uh, sorry i mean i i didn't uh, sorry it's the the servers are giving me yeah. this one second delay and <laughs> i'm hearing you finish a thought and then you're talking i, I really apologize it's, it's fine
2: it's, um, i I've, i we've already explained to people most of the times like look there's delay gajins in japan i'm in portugal 26 is in the united kingdom it's like there's going to be lag guys it is what it is Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, gadget
0: Um and now I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so okay, I remember now. So like so you have a problem right where it's so much more nuanced than Twitter could allow for and yeah. most online forums and Reddit and any and just the attention span of people and it's just like I'm not going to engage every random person on the internet in thorough, nuanced discussion. I don't have the time to do that. So any discussions we do have is going to be, by default, surface level. And it's yeah. going to be very, like, spitting sound bites, and, and that's about it, right, to each other. So it's, it's almost meaningless at a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get this issue where people are like, look, I have a, let's say, let's, let's take Rise as an example. I have criticisms of this game, mm-hmm. um, and I want them to be heard, because I want them to address them in the future. And that's a legitimate thing. But then you get people who are like, it's very obviously that this is just not the style of Monster Hunter for them, right? And so when we, I say we, but like when I'd like to say it, let's say myself and I say, look, one, the telling signs are there. Like they're using, you know, vulgar words, lazy, like really hyperbolic expressions. It's like, okay, this is no longer complaining or a criticism. This is bitching about it. Mm. And you can bitch about it, and that's fine, but you know it—it's not your game. Then play another game. There's so many good games out there. And then people are like, "Oh, you're gatekeeping. I'm not allowed to the the." I was like, "Well, one, we shouldn't be talking. This is just the 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 side effects of social media these days. We we normally <laughs> we would be not be having." what Well, with these, we, we with these, I didn't no, want to no, talk like, to you. No, no, it's a, get away from is, me. Think get about me back. <laughs> Think about it. you're at, you're at school. Let's say you're at school, right? And you're hanging out you're in a club with some yeah. other people and like he plays this game he plays this game he's not feeling this game you are are you gonna sit there and then just say hey you don't like the thing i like let's discuss this like you're not gonna go around debating yeah. people I in normal life my just friends. Not how, what do you mean no that's that that, that, my that friends, all the time. With friends your friends, with friends but yeah. your yeah. friends but not your followers <laughs> on Twitter Wait, now, listen when, they are my your friends, but they're not. You know what I mean? I have, I have a friend of mine that
2: buys, like, literally every game under the sun. So, you know, at one point, this friend... Of, after we finished it on PC, he actually unironically bought Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> okay. and, and, and I don't know why he doesn't, because like, he's, like, he's like a collector, right? He buys, like, yeah. every PS4, every PS5 game, yeah. so he's like... He, he wants to get but i gave him so much crap over it i'm like dude come on man how so you nice. and he's like oh dude but i bought it for like one year it's like i don't care go buy a coffee oh, like man. what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i gave i gave him help for-
0: <laughs> but i'm sorry so the the i mean guess what i'm trying to say in a more better way i hope i can put this is that I think there's two different debates and we're accidentally mingling the two debates. It's like the guy who wanted to go into the room of, Hey, how can we, can, can we improve this experience debate room? Mm-hmm. Then there's the, I don't like this style of monster the debate room. And those are two very different, but they're, we're like intermingling and there's tons yeah. of friction because of it. It's like, yeah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be debating because it's just not constructive because I just don't think we're coming at it even at the same objective. You know,
1: I think, that's where it's on us to kind of look at what they're trying to say. Like I look at, I, Sock says, don't give them like, don't really listen to people that are being like toxic in that in that way. And um, Alex says, don't really listen to that. Most of the people around me say don't listen to people that are being toxic in that way in in like expressing their opinion. But for me, I always try to look through what they're trying to say. And I feel like the most passionate people are the most hyperbolic people. They'll be like, the game is trash. The game is dead blah 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 and that's because they basically lost their love (laughs) yeah they've been they've been hurt yeah they've been hurt so for me i feel like it's on us as having an audience and having a closer connection to capcom or whatever to kind of vocalize that for them and that's why even the other day i was just sitting on twitter there's a bunch of opinions that i just really don't care about and it's not necessarily my personal opinion, but I like to de- vocalize it so that people know that, that it's out there, or give people a chance to to be heard because they they don't feel like they're being heard, and it kind of calms them down a little bit. And they're like, okay, cool. Um,
0: yeah, I get yeah. a lot of shit for being what hmm. what do they call me? Overly positive or chill yeah. about the games that I enjoy. It's like I don't like talking about the things I don't enjoy about the game because it's not fun for me. I'm I, I'm a busy guy. When I go on Twitter, I want to talk about shit I like or shit I really don't like. People, you know, like I just, yeah, I'm not discrediting the fact that people are having that conversation. I've
1: been people talking, don't understand that you're being authentic to yourself, like, literally, there are people out there that are positive people and just want to have fun and are nice people. You're not trying to be toxic or positively toxic. There's people that just enjoy the game for enjoying the game and like to see the positive aspects of the game. Don't try to impose your opinion onto them by saying that you don't like a particular aspect yeah. or it's bigger than it is And I am I guilty. I, I will I, yeah. I am
0: I am self aware to know that I'm guilty of looking at I think I, I spend so much time on Twitter. It's yeah. it's bad. It's unhealthy. <laughs> um like I, I think I look at my battery thing and i yeah. like iOS tells you your playtime of all your apps, so to say, for yeah. the week. It's like previous 10 days your number one played app was Twitter, 40 hours. I'm you know, it's, it's something ridiculous usually, so it's it's unhealthy. So I'm not yeah. coming at this from a very good angle, but I'm guilty as well of of I see this overwhelming wave of bashing and and and, and I, you it's just want to take personal back. offense because I and I, it's human nature to say shut up. But yeah, I mean the the, the, the the I just, just does not I'm, I'm I, guilty I like constructive an... criticism, but I just, yeah. I don't see a lot of it. It's just, and I think people, I guess, yeah, they, they feel that it's not loud enough, then they won't be heard. But mm. sometimes it generates a really negative feeling that I think could lead to situations like you said, where when you go to play the game, you've got these weird little feelings that you shouldn't have that are just generated from, you know, the community online it's on whatever forum or, or wherever you you interact with people and it's just I, I i don't see the constructiveness of having people just i mean it's the same thing as a positive echo chamber you're right there's negative echo yeah. chambers as well and it, people are like well you need to you need to admit that this is trash i'm like it's trash to you i agree with that yes <laughs> you find it trash you don't like it i absolutely agree with you yeah. that you are correcting your feelings yeah <laughs> <laughs> like what do you it's, want uh, me to say man i love it or i don't give a shit or yeah maybe it's bad but it's not part yeah. of the big picture for me i don't know we're all different so yeah it's it's one of those things i'm
2: i'm guilty of engaging it as well like a, a while back there was this this one tweet that just triggered me so hard this this one dude was like this game didn't even need to exist we could have just had stories too and i was just like Oh my God! I just popped off. I was like, "It's a great game. Fucking fight me!" God, just, I got, I got really mad. <laughs> like, well, this guy, yeah. It's a great game. Fight me! <laughs> and a lot of people actually came out to fight me. I was like, "Oh damn!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> As a two six nine, the thing that impresses me about you is that you're able to engage with a lot of that discourse, hmm. but yet you also have the background of understanding game development and operations. There's got to be a bunch of stuff in there that is just pulling at you to say, like, y'all exactly. don't get it. Like, come on. But you yeah. don't. And I find that the amount of reservation is is commemorable. I couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I just like to troll people anyway because I'm quite chaotic. So, like, I will tweet stuff that will just rile up people. And every time that someone annoys me, I'll... I will want to annoy them more than they have annoyed me. So, like, uh, <laughs> of saying there, where he's like, you replied, come fight me. I would just find the thing that would annoy them and just be like, okay, I'm going to tweet
2: Boing. this. <laughs> <laughs> You've just given me fuel.
0: We, we can play this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Schoolyard school antics. It's fun. That,
2: yeah. that is a very <laughs> super rad thing
0: to do. Like, I see exactly. super
2: rad going out all the time. Dude, he goes through the trouble of posting so many of his terrible comments. It's <laughs> just like it's like here you go right here public square he hides the names of course but still <laughs> i'm so jealous that he,
1: he does that i feel like we have to be a bit more chill at Arix gaming because not only the size that we are but the connections that we have to like loads of different yeah. parties that we're just like oh we have to be a bit more calm but that would be me fully yeah. unleashed like i would just be <laughs> tweeting that like, like that all the time just roasting people but most of the time it, it's it's I don't understand why people have so much disdain over certain things when it's literally just video games that we're playing. Like, it's yeah. an enjoyable experience. It's like entertainment, and people forget that, but people get so involved and enveloped in it that they become toxic almost, and it's just
2: like... It's like, uh, let me tell mm-hmm. you something. On my on my secondary channel, I've been talking about uh, one of my earlier gaming passions, which is World of Warcraft, and I've been pretty negative, maybe even... Considerably toxic in a lot of situations. And let me tell you something. For the people complaining about rice. <laughs> if you like you World of Warcraft. Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> you literally have no idea. It gets
3: it's
2: like you have it. you have this beautiful gem on your hands. And the people playing WoW have like this giant smelly turd. And they're just yeah. like holding it. Trying to do something with it. It's,
1: yeah it's mad it's mad it's like <laughs> it's playing call of duty and all of those games back in the day and being on xbox live or any other game basically that's outside of monster hunter realm and it's a competitive game it is super toxic so yeah uh, yeah people don't know what toxic is in in monster hunter at yeah. the moment so yeah
0: so i've got a fun thought exercise this is going okay. ch- to be a challenge to both you and Verga yeah which is take in recent memory yeah. or whatever that sticks out in your memory What's a take that I've tweeted that you were like, oh man, I do not agree with that. Like, what the hell? Like that, nah, I don't feel that way. What sometimes, would be either, either the we, height, the biggest yeah. one or just one of them random? I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Sometimes I can see where you're coming from, but sometimes I just feel like you're literally like trolling and I'm just like, <laughs> is he doing this on purpose? Because um, of the way that you've worded it. Not the actual idea, but the way that you've actually worded it. Um,
0: oh, interesting. I can't... Oh, I'm, oh! I'd love to know an example.
2: I can't really think of anything. Name right some now. of the
1: things that recently people have got on your neck with, because I know there was capture versus kill, but I'm not really bothered about. That. Oh, Ooh, so that <sighs> doesn't really bother me. Um,
0: yeah, that was that was upsetting. They're the like... recent
1: one was divine blessing. People stuck up for that, but that's yeah. I felt like I was on the side, your side, with no. that one. So there was one in the middle I think, that I I think was the most doing great. I think
0: the most controversial one I had was um Basil Geese. and the yeah, way spoilers. that it was that triggers yeah,
1: like, me
3: man <laughs> 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 it triggers
1: me dude
0: <laughs> yeah I,
2: I I mean you know my opinion on that one like I'll I'll be without like stuff gets spoiled to me way too often because I stream these games yeah. like to give you an idea to six I was going through Iceborne in my first playthrough and some random person just jumps into my chat and goes hey has he fought gold Rathalos uh, gold- Goldian and silver Rathalos yet and I was just like oh, you nice. son of a oh god oh, <laughs> like, nice. I was oh, so nice. mad <laughs> Like my mods banned them, but I saw them as I was like, Oh yeah. damn, dude. <laughs> well thank, so thank goodness bad.
0: Monster Hunter is not a story game, right? Because if yeah. it was then that would really suck. But luckily it's not. So that even if there is disappointment if you accidentally get spoiled, which sucks, um, it doesn't re it, it robs some enjoyment, but it doesn't rob all of it, which is great. Yeah. Where like some movies, if you know the catch line, it ruins it. So like um like sixth Sense or something like that. So like I'm happy that we're not we're playing an action game and <laughs> not a story narrative one. Yeah, and so the thing that I think another one that rubbed everyone wrong was my defending of the, the quote unquote end game, which there yeah. is none, of course, um, which I think we would all agree with. The quote unquote end game coming a month after release, and the whole they should have delayed this, and me going like, it's during a pandemic. Yeah, but it doesn't change the factor. This is big corporations. You got to talk out about. And I got in a bunch of internet fights with. A bunch of people about that topic. Uh, that was I, a fun yeah. one. I would Sorry, probably,
2: the- I would probably disagree yeah. with you, but it'd be like a mild disagreement because I also think that, um, you know, we as content creators, uh, particularly us, we get to play uh, rise earlier than most people, mm-hmm. right? So for us, it didn't affect as much. But I think that for a lot of people, the fact that um, the some of the stuff came later was actually a good thing. Because they didn't get spoiled to as many things as they would have otherwise. Because, you know, yeah, you have like those, uh the, the boss database, YouTube or whatever, that you're always complaining yep. about. That literally, they, it was like, I, th- I think it was even before release. Here's a thumbnail well, the with, Im- with friggin' yeah. Ibushi. Here you go, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? The, the second goes up,
0: that stuff goes out, yeah. It's like, ah.
2: <laughs> It's disgusting, dude. And and the worst part is, like, Capcom even gives you, like, those loose guidelines. It's like, hey, try not to spoil stuff for people. They're like, fuck it. D- Does it say that I can't do it? No? Okay, fuck it. I don't care. Oh, crap. I already cussed twice. I shouldn't have.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I lost it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a. I, I One thing I don't like, and I, this is... I, I, I'm i curious if you guys... You must experience this 269 yeah. be, with how big you guys are. Because you... you you dwarf us when it comes to size of, of just viewership and and content and everything. But, like, even like a, I would consider myself a smaller creator, like maybe mid-size. Um, I don't really understand why people think that. Like, they project this idea of, like, oh, he thinks he's an authority. I'm like, I don't think that. And it's like, you think I am for some reason. If you're saying that, which is stupid. I'm just a dude who plays Monster Hunter, and I like to make you are an authority videos and post of my own opinion. That's about it. No, you're an authority. I, I mean, I can give like, a good, but the yeah. thing is, is, like people are like, well, you know, you're an authority. So, like, when I, for example, go off bitching about, um, uh, like, the automatic shoutouts being toxic or being yeah. a little mean, right? And I'm like, people are playing the game to have fun. Like, come on, like mm. you don't know how people are going to take it. You can't do Italicize, You can't be sarcastic. It's like Twitter. I was like, just try to not be mean to people. Like if they cart and yeah. be like, you know, go play another game, dipshit or something. You know, like <laughs> there's people like that. And yeah. I feel like don't do that, right? And then people are like, you're policing our thoughts. Mm-hmm. How, why are you, you're trying to police our online attitudes? I'm like, one, I don't even have authority. I'm not pretending that I do, nor would I want it. Yeah. I'm just voicing my opinion out here. And all of a sudden that's a controversial thing to do? Like the hell? How do you guys do it? Like, do you get, like, are you guys policing this? Or you're, oh, you, now you're telling people not to do this. It's like, I'm not telling you anything.
1: So it's I what... think people will hear what they want to hear.
0: So mm. let me
1: give you a good example of something that's completely devoid of, of that, but a similar scenario, right? So we will make guide videos on a game. We won't make a review video and we won't tell anybody to go and buy a game. But simply by us making a videos on the game saying, Oh, how to get X weapon, people will be like, Oh, you told me how you told me to go buy this game. And then <laughs> they'll get mad at us if the game is not good. I so wow. I saw someone say that about Valhalla the other day, and we literally made a video on like basically how to get one of the like rare weapons or the secret weapons and like the first hour of gameplay and someone went in and was like this is why i just don't like iris gaming you just can't trust their opinion and i was like you didn't even do a review on this like we literally just uploaded a guide on this like i was like what is going on here like we it's
0: it's like they think you're sponsoring and pushing everything that you publish it's like yeah i'm just making videos and games that i'm playing
2: there's this there's this thing now which is um the the whole influencer thing i i hate that that word I hate that word so yeah. much. I hate it because, like, creator, I'm not I hate it. That, exactly. <laughs> See, that's that's the term that I like to use as well. I prefer using yeah. the term content creator. Like, I make content. I'm not I'm not out here to influence. Even that anyone. term,
0: I'm I'm hoping we get. I hope we get a better term than that. Honestly, yeah. than content creator. Everyone's a content creator. It's whether you are a content publisher or not. I think. Yeah. If do you it, publish your your content online, but anyway, go, keep going. The Sorry. um
2: the the thing the thing influencer. is with with the whole influencer thing is like. Everybody believes that if you make a video, you are basically telling people to go play that game that you made a video yeah. for. And even when I make a review, for starters I will not score re- I will not score games because I believe that scoring a game is actually not necessarily a good thing. And you know, mm. I have friends that don't agree with that. I have friends that score games it's fine. You know, different opinions whatever. But I just <laughs> think that reducing a game to a number or a letter or whatever doesn't really tell you the whole story like a game that is maybe a C there can be people that will love that game to death like yeah. some games just have some jank to them that people will enjoy and it is what it is right but it's like yeah. even when I review I, I come at it from a point it's like I think that people that like this thing will like this game and people that don't like it will not like this game and you draw your own conclusions here's the gameplay you figured out for yourself here's what I think yeah. about the visuals the gameplay and all that boom done but at the end of the day, people will still look at it like, "Oh, you want me to go buy this game?" It's like, no, I don't care. And and then everybody, <laughs> like a, a big percentage of people, just assume that publishers are literally just like throwing money around. It's yeah. like, listen, I have I have like one hundred seventy thousand subs or whatever. There's nobody, like, throwing me money to to tell you to go buy their game. Yeah. (laughs) Not to mention, you have to disclose it when that happens. Otherwise, it's literally against the law. Exactly. That (laughs) was what triggers me so much. That has to
1: be hashtag, oh, this video is sponsored. And even if it is sponsored, it's even, like, the worst thing to have your, like, opinion, like thrown that way to be like, oh, go buy yeah. this game because it's a sponsored video. It's like, yeah, don't, please don't tell yeah. me that we're doing that. You so what's your advice
0: people. to that kind of stuff though? Like, the, the people who are, are going to project whatever they want to hear is just ignore it? Like, it just comes with the territory? Or.
1: I think it's as a uh, content creator, we need to just definitely try to ignore it uh, as much as possible. I know that's extremely hard and I can't do it personally, but. Alex in Paradise figured out some way to uh, to do it and stuff like that I'm sure how, how you? are you good with this stuff like ignoring the I'm the not
2: pinch? particularly I'm not particularly good at ignoring it no like it, a lot of times if someone asks me like th- the question that I get asked a lot like if I'm playing a game that maybe some people don't like like in the case of Rise for instance I was asked a couple of times like how much did Capcom pay you to make this video hmm <laughs> <laughs> and it's like literally in the description it will say game provided by capcom in the yeah. description of literally every single video that i ever make of a monster Hunter game that i've received from there's like in there game provided by capcom that's how much capcom paid me they gave me the game yeah. that's it every single time but no people like how much do they pay to make this video like i don't i don't know if you think that you know, these people have a bunch of money to throw around, but the money goes to the investors. It doesn't just get thrown around to influencers. Like, if you see a, a huge influencer, sometimes they do get thrown some money, but even then, they're forced to disclose it by law. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And if they don't, they yeah. can get sued. It's like...
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I think you've got a bigger problem, Gaijin, because you are what I would like to call a legend in the, in the game, yeah. basically. Like, people have an idea. It sounds super weird to say that and super cringy, but legit, like, I don't think... You and Monster Hunter are so synonymous and when you say something, even if you're not trying to be authoritative, it just automatically is because people attach you to Monster Hunter. If Alex tweeted... Yeah, if Alex tweeted Uh, in the same way that you did, he would get the same slack. But Alex is is just like, I'm just going to play the game or whatever. But you have more, like care about, like, the different aspects of the community and the, like, core gameplay mechanics of how people are experiencing it, and you're thinking about how new people are coming into the franchise, where yeah. Alex is just more like, I'm going to enjoy the game, I enjoy the community for <laughs> what it is at the moment. Um, and uh, he's probably playing a different different game at that point, or just gone back to Monsanto as playing a different weapon or whatever. He doesn't really, really yeah. uh, want to discourse or whatever. Uh, I feel like Alex likes posting on Twitter. In terms of like images, but he doesn't necessarily like posting opinions. Where you like posting a lot of like, your opinions and stuff like that, and I feel like that's where you need to be super suggestive, but not trying to see if there's any words in there that are like enforcing something. Like I feel if I remember your tweet correctly, it was like, "Ah, it, it, when you're hunting, you should capture, not uh, not what well, you should kill, not capture." And it wasn't like a suggestion more so and i feel like that also happens on our videos when we give do build videos if we don't suggest an idea but we tell people to use this even though we know it's definitively the best people get mad people are like oh you're only using that set because it's only damage you've got no creativity don't tell me to ever use that set even though we know that they'll do better in that set we have to suggest we'll be like oh we think that this skill is good Oh, you you have to usher that in rather than doing that. But mm. you you understand that it's just Twitter anyway. People can take whatever you say out of context, and I know yeah. that you understand that because I think we're all like adults and we've gone through all that stuff. Yeah, what it...
0: frustrated me was when I made that video about capture and kill. Yeah, I started out by saying, "You see these materials, you can't get them from capturing the monster." And what I yeah. meant to say was, "You can't get them in the capture rewards. Yeah, you can get them in the quest rewards. It's just you're yes. you're 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 fudging with the percentages that you might get more of them." And they're like, "You're misinformation." I this. If I can go off about one thing on this podcast... Go, go, today, go, get him, get him. Let's go, it's, go it's, let's it's, go. It's not, it's, get him. No, no, it's, it's, it's not PlayStation. So you, no. we've I've done that enough. I know where you're going with this one. It's the, it's the word misinformation. Yeah. It yeah. triggers this living shit out of me because yeah. people use it and they don't understand the connotations that it has. Misinformation, yes, okay, there's many dictionaries can define it many different ways, but I think that there is a consensus that misinformation implies intentional um, intention of giving bad information, like knowledge that you're not being 100% accurate or or truthful. So when you say misinf- spreading misinformation, it means this person is purposely, you know, they've got an agenda. They're purposely sharing something that they know is not quite the case, um, whether it's for nefarious reasons or whatever. So it's like I make a video and it's like, like just like like I said like it's just a a linguistic thing right it's like oh he's spreading misinformation I'm like there's a difference between misinformation and something that's just like oh well he got it wrong like you know maybe we didn't have much information at the time like we all got it wrong about like purple sharpness back in generations we didn't realize that they they made it weaker it took even the Japanese community like a month does that mean that everything we did was misinformation no it's just we weren't informed we're wrong or it was just a different opinion but People use that term so much, and they fling it around like it's just yeah. a household name, and it upsets me to no end. And people say, "Well, your 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 video is spreading misinformation," I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you, are you trying to say? I'm Alex Jones or something?" Imagine, now, like, what? Yeah. Listen, it, imagine... it triggers the hell out of me. And then I, I yell at people, and I get an arguments on Twitter. And then I realize they don't—they're not using the word misinformation the way that I think it generally means, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I, I really hate it.
2: Im- imagine being arrogant enough to go into a gaijin hunter and be like you're spreading misinformation
1: yeah. <laughs> but that happens everywhere and i think yeah. um where it comes from as well it's not even just that it's also the fact that people all, all make mistakes people just don't see people that are not content creator make their mistakes so they don't see the update and i the thing that also annoys me about this whole thing is like people are like, you should just wait to put the information out there because um, then we'll we'll know more about the game. But nobody's going to know need to know that guide or yeah. have that guide if it's not out there in a timely fashion. Yeah. Like our guides, say if it's a weapon workshop or any of the other content that we put out there is to build a base so that people can have that base of information and enjoy the game more so. People are searching yeah. for that on week one. They're searching for yeah. that within the first couple of months. Like... If you know more than that and then you come back to our video and then say there's misinformation yeah then uh, that's kind of a weird scenario because we were all finding out at that point
0: someone went I'm like one of my reviews I think it was from yeah. world and they're like well you didn't even mention how they screwed up like the thing in Iceborne or whatever I'm like it's world. <laughs> did you look at the date I made this freaking video I've that had, stuff wasn't even out yet like I, like Give me a break, man.
2: I've had the same thing where people will like bring up something from Iceborne and like a world video. they're like, "What do you, What do you mean this set is, is great? Like, have you seen the stuff that you get later on?" And I'm like, "Dude, literally, there's a date on these videos, man. It's like this <laughs> has been around for a yeah. while." <laughs> but it's like, but what, I'll
0: take your feedback to heart, though. Like
2: one of the things though that I that I wanted to bring <laughs> up is like, um, particularly with the whole thing about editing the. You know, the carding auto shots and whatnot, so that because people will like make somebody else feel bad because they card or whatnot. It's like for some people, it might be a joke. And you know, maybe they're among friends, it's like, oh, you cart, you suck, whatever. But when you're online and you're with strangers, like, you need to understand there's like a full spectrum of even just like mental health nowadays, because it's one of the biggest plagues in the world. Like, people are constantly assaulted with. Different problems with their mental health i'm i at least seem to get exposed to that a lot for a lot of people come to my stream they say oh i have this problem i have that problem like okay so it's like you need to understand that everybody's different in the world some people can take a joke some people can't and the reason why gaijin says these things in order to try and promote a better community is how you could potentially get to um you know having a more positive experience in the game so like to give you guys an idea uh and, and you guys will probably be able to look this up a lot of people say the Final Fantasy community is extremely positive. And I can tell you, in the game, they are. Outside the game, sometimes, sometimes so things go wrong. But in the game, like, let me give you um, a perfect example. So there's, um, there's an instance where you can go to, which is called Eureka, which is something that I've been doing recently. And it's like, it's old content, but basically the idea is you kill a bunch of monsters and then after you do that, a bigger monster spawns and then you kill the bigger monster and you gain rewards, right? So the Final Fantasy XIV community in-game is so cool about this that there will be like say 30 or 40 people in that instance, and people are grinding and then suddenly one of these big monsters spawn. Everybody will go there and they will wait. They will scream to everyone that's in the instance like a shout command, they'll scream and they'll be like, hey, there's a monster here, Uh, is anybody on the way? To make sure that people don't miss out, like they will wait for random strangers to come to the monster to make sure that nobody misses out on the rewards like this happens and and this is just like a very small example because this happens like times 100 throughout different aspects of the game like people just being very respectful of everyone's time and that is one thing that i feel like we could it would be great if we had that like everywhere in gaming like those I didn't realize
0: that the western community was capable of that I don't want to sound like I'm overly (laughs) negative but I like I don't play a lot of western games so I don't know and so the few times I have I've had some unfortunate experiences which is not I guess reflective of the the group but like in Japanese games they'll have the same thing that you're describing which is like you know everybody who participates in the hunt at the end gets a reward so everyone comes in says 7 o'clock you're going to hit it once and you're going to leave and then everyone comes, and then we'll kill it starting from 50. After we're going to give everybody an hour and 50-minute window to come in and get their hidden just so they participated. And it's like what? a thing that happens with, with games nice. out here. It's it's really cool, you know, like it's very organized and it's very thoughtful. Um, and I didn't. That's kind of cool to hear that the same mentality works yeah. on a global server for FF. That's 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 it, good. The server's hear. not. I mean.
2: It it works everywhere in FF, so yeah, I guess you could say because the servers are segregated by region, but this happens in in every region pretty much. And that's yeah, great. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. So it's like that. That's the reason why Gaijin goes after these things, and and particularly like in Japan, you guys have more of that type of culture there as well, of like people being more respectful, so yeah. everyone gets their rewards and all of that stuff. More so than we do in the West. Now, a lot of times, particularly in MMOs in the West, people are like, "Oh, the rare monsters spawn. Yeah, screw everybody else. I'm getting my, I'm getting my loot." <laughs> it's like, but people, people need to realize that, like, if you band together, like the, you can get. Well, there's stronger. even those. There's even those like contests where, you know, where people it's like, if they are able to agree, then both people would make money. And then if they mm. disagree, then somebody makes money. Somebody gets screwed over. It's like <laughs> people need to understand that, like, if you band together, like there's usually better results. And I guess that's yeah. what uh, what you were going for. But um, we still haven't touched on a very important topic, uh, particularly with 269 here. Let's talk about stories, too. Let's the talk about that stories too. too, dude. You've been covering stories too, like nobody's business. You and Paradise have been going so hardcore that even I wasn't able to keep up with like I gotta You guys, say, I, you guys I, stole my SEO. I, like I had to give up on stories too. I couldn't get any views.
0: <laughs> I, I had to a bit, I did get a good chuckle at seeing is you guys have such an amazing breadth of content for the yeah, game. Yeah. Everything from like really like hardcore, like here's a build guide and here's some ideas of how to just break the hell out of the game. To like you I, 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 to me, it's like a. I've never played Destiny, but I've, yeah. I've heard of like the, um, the, uh, like opening Yu-Gi-Oh or opening Pokemon booster pack videos. Yeah. And you guys, okay, we're gonna open up ten SR eggs or SR rare eggs. You know what? <laughs> it just, it, you guys have so many funny ideas about across the. <laughs> the night, I just, it's hilarious.
1: You know what that is? I hate that idea, right? And I hate doing those videos, but people love them. People <laughs> like love them. them. And it wasn't even my idea. It was Paradise's idea. And every time I'm like, Paradise, let's not put out one of these videos. It's like, all too right, sick.
0: It's going to do well. I'm, people I'm gonna, like put, it.
1: I'm going to put out these videos. People have been asking for them. And then I, I put out one video and people are like, I can't wait for your next egg opening. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, I don't want to do this. But I want to serve the community. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I just don't understand why people like them, but they love people them. People love it. It's loot like, boxes. This is why yeah. the the industry exploits that. There's just yeah. something gambling. Like, listen, there's even uh, videos for kids that I've seen because mm-hmm. there's something primal about kids. Like there there was even some at one point with my kid that I was basically like, I never want you watching these videos again. It were these videos where there were eggs, and the whole thing was like the egg was just chuck full of toys. And so they would open the egg and they would start pulling toys out of it mm. and my kid would be like freaking glued
3: to the yeah. screen like,
2: and, and, and at one point i like i took the ipad away because i was like this this is this is getting insane like you're great i don't want you watching these videos and he was like i need to know it's in the egg <laughs> i was yeah. like oh my god like i yeah. had to forbid I, I, him from watching that it was terrible like yeah. there's just something primal I, I, I about like a surprise there's something primal. This gotcha. about This is the ultra Kacha yeah, here in yeah. Japan, man. Gotcha. It's
0: yeah. it's it's everywhere. Like you cannot it's baked into society here in Japan, so there's no shielding your child from it. Yeah. All you can I, do is teach him proper spending.
2: <laughs> I, I remember that when Overwatch came out, I was still working for broadband TV and we did a lot of like uh, loot box openings. Like, it was, it was crazy. People love that. They're like, oh, yeah. And it's like you get, like, a voice sample or a stupid spray yeah. graffiti that nobody wants. <laughs> it's like so bad. But I keep going. to. Some it's, it's
0: interesting, yeah. Like, people don't like it. Uh, people love it. And it's just like it's not the most, you know, depending on the person, it may not be the most exciting video to make. But if that keeps the viewership right. up and the algorithm happy, then sometimes you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I I just... I just, it's so funny because it's just I just saw your breadth of content and just like wow you guys really don't hold back on anything you, you really covered everything on stories too so well but I think I feel it was a for really a it.
1: test for us because we've obviously taken time off of streaming like we haven't streamed since like basically the start of the year and we went to see which way was better of doing videos if it, putting out three videos a day was a good way of doing it if putting out mm. a um like one video a day was good which we tried with rise and we tried to do this way and we found like a really good way of like still making content and putting out those videos in an organic like way that we weren't like overworking ourselves we were able to yeah. do it on like three videos a day quite easily because there was enough content in the game was we pleasantly surprised by how much content um there was but i will say about egg openings right if anybody gets highbrow about egg openings, let's remember, Monster Hunter is built on RNG. All those wyvern gems that you're getting, it's the same idea. So don't get highbrow about them because you're you are addicted before you even knew it. <laughs> yep.
0: that, that is a damn fine point. It's <laughs> it's it's the dopamine of what. And then what is everyone's major complaint I see online right now? Yep. Why can't we just get a random talisman at the end of a hunt? Yep. I'm like, well, you could just ask the dude to make them. No. <gasps> I want to complete mm. it and then get the, the opening. It's the experience, right? It's yeah, the, so the it's curated, oh, it's it's the dopamine, it's the rush, it's the gambling. Which we are what, all gamblers.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is what I feel like we're missing from Rise, that aspect of that, yeah. where decorations worked. Like We got roasted for saying that we, we prefer decorations. We got roasted for saying that there was no endgame in our review as well. People thought we hated the game, even though I went in there being like, this is the best Monster Hunter That I've played, which (laughs) I still personally feel like it is, because it's more anime and I really enjoy like cool aspects of Rise. I feel like they made a really good game, they just didn't follow up or like do like a very good way of like elongating the experience, basically. So um I really enjoyed it and I wish that they kind of built on the same thing that they were doing with World with like Mm. the drops and what they're doing with Story. I still don't think the post support for world was great and i don't think they've hit their stride with like how they should drop uh content i feel i said it in a video the other day and people were just being like you're so entitled you're for this i feel like we need like two to three monsters every three months for people to be satiated with uh the content and that's what people will be okay with um, for their I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're trying different
0: yeah. things and none of them have really worked the rise one yeah. obviously doesn't work at all because it, it doesn't feel like they're trying much at all yeah even given the circumstances I think there was some intention behind it so it's good learning <laughs> I'm a, but I'm hoping that in the next game they're able to figure something out where there's a sweet spot right like how do you continue support for the big console games and how do you do support for the, the portable ones I don't think the portable games will ever be as supported as the consoles which sucks. But I wish they were. But I don't think they will be. But um...
1: I don't think. But it's this is. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. This, this is a controversial idea, but I have been pitching it to people. People. Mm. The people that are watching this don't hate me, right? Okay, this is the one. I Here don't think there should be an ultimate game anymore. I think there should just be a. It's gonna. It's gonna be a battle pass or a season pass.
2: Oh no! So that
1: you, you the ultimate game is basically the same thing. Anyway, you're literally no. buying a 40 like a forty or fifty-pound game that extends your game and your play period. If they just had the the focus that was put into the ultimate game from the beginning as post-launch content, you would get that. It doesn't mean that you're getting anything different. You're just getting the stuff, the content earlier, and they can still have the environments coming at a later date, like twelve months later. They can still have new so monsters. I can give a few that. kind
0: of arguments yeah. to this one. Yeah, go on. Um But it's it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about, though. Yeah, I would say that. But I think. From game production standpoint, I think there's mm-hmm. a big dip When you say, um, let's, you know, like, I don't know how many people n- realize, like, when they're, let's say they're working on, let's say, Monster Rise, right? Mm-hmm. And it's whatever years of development. Near the last half year, you're basically at content complete builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, f- you're focusing more on testing, yeah, uh, ironing out bugs yeah. and stuff like that. The rest of the team is not fired. They're not let go if it's a good company. Um, they start working on the next project or another team or something, right? So, like, the work on something like an Ultimate release happens well before the end mm. of the original game does. In most cases, you would assume so, right? So when you say that you'll get the same content in the Ultimate as you would have gotten if you had just waited, I actually think that's not right. I think It'd be interesting what type of content we would get because I don't think yeah, it would be exactly. the same. Yeah, it would not be the same Because there's, there's something well, about... Yeah being able to stop, pause, break off, and make have another team with a different director come in and really be able to mess around and do a lot of stuff. And also, at the same time, watching what happened with the base game, right? They're watching community reaction. They're seeing how things are being received, and they're able to implement that stuff. Arguably, also, Japan sucks at agile development. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't think that they have the capability of being that flexible that fast. Yeah. Um, I th- the ability to step back and then think about it before you commit to it, I think, is is powerful. So, it would be interesting though if they did something like a battle pass. Like, what type of content would get? Because I think that's almost more in line with like Frontier, right? Like mm-hmm. a yeah. subscription service. Like in looking at what they did, I still think that there's there. I would love to say that there's a market for that, but Frontier, yeah. unfortunately, even with its massive legacy, did not. I mean, it was only like forty thousand people playing that game for years. So I was like, I don't know if that. But would you be... can
2: you can argue that Frontier I like... did not have the mass appeal of World.
0: Yeah. Well, true. But, yeah.
2: But but it's like my my thoughts on this is is like, so at what point does it stop just being a monster hunter game and it's not I mean not a monster game? But at what point does it stop being a game and it becomes a live service game? That's the thing, because because that kind of feels like what you're Mm. asking out of it, and I've seen this argument plenty of times, and to me the problem with that is that the reason why Monster Hunter has innovated so much, like you go from uh, three to four, and you have mounting, and you have two new weapons, and you have all of these new mechanics, right? You go from four to generations, and you have styles, you have all of these amazing new things, and you go from that to world, it's like, you have this brand new world, amazing new visuals, a more fluid combat, all of this stuff, right? These evolutions happen because the game ends. And if you go to a battle pass type thing, that the game doesn't end anymore, and therefore the evolutions are going to be much less. So, like, you look at something, for instance, a game that I'm playing right now, Final Fantasy 14. I love the game to death. The game is amazing, but let's be... <laughs> Let's be real, like, in terms of the actual combat of the game, it's barely evolved since 2013. You know, the combat is... Sure, they add new abilities, all that, but it's still tap-targeting combat. The thing that's evolved is the storytelling, so the stories are much better and cooler and all that, but the actual gameplay of it hasn't really changed that much. There's new raid mechanics here and there, but not an evolution like, say, oh, Generations world like that's a massive evolution right and if you go down the path of the live service then you're going to see less of that innovation in my opinion that's the thing
0: uh, he, here's a here's a counter pitch i would love to see what you would think yeah. it is i was just thinking about like we were saying and if you get something like what if they had a third line of monster hunter game what if they have the the base console experience like the, the mainline titles yeah. whatever you had the portable series. And then you have a live service one, one that I think what you're getting at is they could iterate faster on stuff mm. uh, and they can keep up and, and they could actually be an experimental hotbed for the main franchise mainline games because they could iterate faster and more frequently. Yeah. I think we could have, there's, there's a world in which we can have three different.
2: You're splitting, you're splitting your community across three different games.
1: Not, <laughs> actually, That's you're weird.
2: splitting your community across four cool. different games. If you yeah. want to have stories well, as well. <laughs>
1: But let let, let me uh, mm. just get into something. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I've watched a video. Sorry, we just bombard uh, you with counter arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched your video. I think Monster Hunter, in its current form, is a live service game anyway. They might not say it is, but it definitely is. There's updates and patch updates that drop. There is a stream. Like, how is it any different from a Destiny game, a uh, Warframe game, or a Final Fantasy game? Because it's dropping content every like three to two months anyway it might not be as big as it was in like uh world or anything like that but still there's content being dropped they're posting on the thing saying that there's new updates coming
0: yeah
1: it is so I being think... updated and tweaked like all the time yeah
0: so and... i think the difference at least linguistically for me is yeah. that it, are the updates tied directly to the profits of the game like are they are they dependent on Maintaining the same amount of active users and sales each update in order to maintain the scope of how much they're spending to make the game, or is this just adding on and ex- extending it? And I think that what they're doing is they're extending the life of the game and the shelf potential for it, but they're not dependent on it. Like they could just stop doing deal, you know, updates, and they'd be. They've made the majority of their sales from the initial release already. I would argue
1: like you look at ice and, and then you look at like the ultimate like release and those are basically an extension to the base game so that they can retain that revenue right if they didn't release yeah, that, so I think they will be like gouging money and stuff like i would that. So i would say
0: world and iceborne i would agree are more closer to something akin yeah. to a live service i still think that there's a there's a there's a, that small little line and when you go okay i'm yeah. revenue dependent on my update it changes the whole way of how they do it so i wouldn't say that it's necessarily a live service game, but it, it tries to pretend to be like one, and I think that's actually where some of the dissatisfaction came from some people, mm-hmm. is the fact is like, stop adopting live service operation stuff in my offline game goddammit, you know, like they get really upset about it, because it's like, it's not live service and now you're doing power creep and all this other stuff, which you have to do if you are a true live service game, you need yeah. to have DAU, you need to have MAU, you've got to have those metrics, um, like it's your game will cease to exist if you don't, <laughs> you know, it will have to shut down. So I don't see that though with Rise. obviously with the amount of content, but I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just a difference of, of, of terminology maybe at the end of the day. Um, but when you say live, service, that, I think everyone imagines something different, right?
1: But the way that I look at it, like the ultimate update is a live service update to that because they're going to take all the learnings. It might come super late, like 12 months later or whatever, a year later, but it is an update to the base game, and they're taking learnings from that. And they're super revenue dependent no. on releasing that game. If they didn't, then uh, Capcom will be like, "Why is there not on, like another Monster Hunter game coming out here at this moment in time?" And it'd be interesting to, to mm. see, like, when that releases. If it releases like this year or this financial year, I, I feel like Capcom was just trying to push this year to be like the Super Monster Hunter year, basically. If it releases like the year after, I'll be like, "Okay, cool." There were. It, it, it was more of a coded, yeah. like, impacting like, development why all of this stuff happened, but... Um, One
0: area where you might be onto something, though, is that I was making uh, slides and covering the sales trajectory of all the, the past yeah. games, and it's really interesting to see how much lower the adoption rate of Iceborne was in the West as it was in Japan. Mm. One could argue that we have gotten ultimate releases here always, so we're used to paying full price and buying... Basically, a sequel that is, is like you're saying, it's, it's fetched, basically right? taking yeah. a, a year, a year and a half of live service and holding off on releasing all of it and then just doing it in one big drop for 60 bucks. You know, like yeah. that was, which yeah. I would agree with you in that, in that, looking through it, that perspective, I would agree with you. Mm. It's, it, they're, they're acting as if it's a live service, but they're holding on to everything that exactly. is releasing yeah. as an ultimate, yeah. re- as a yeah. product, which I personally like, but it's just we've had it here, right? But the West hasn't. And there is a much lower adoption rate. Like Iceborne, didn't, the the percentage of people who bought Iceborne, who bought World, is significantly less. Yeah. Uh, in the West and in Japan, it's much more of an adopted sort of system. So, one could argue maybe it's not the way they're doing it is not the most profitable way for yeah. the Western market. So whether it's the right way creatively, I have no idea because I honestly don't know how Capcom is at doing like live games like maybe they suck at it maybe they're good yeah, at it. i don't know my we could, ga- my hunch is that they probably suck at it
1: we can take a look um, at like how they release the pc version and their update we know that they suck at it like the fact yeah, that the pc so... version isn't like day and day and it gets its patches like later than the like the console based version i just don't necessarily agree with
2: no it's like- the yeah. to- it's the cert process 26 <laughs> <laughs> it takes like a whole like year or whatever to exactly. come out we haven't even heard of the pc version like where is it
1: like <laughs> rise right. um
0: well there's also a lot of know-how right like ja- yeah. i would i would defend japan in the fact that there's no pc market here at all yeah um for gaming so like the developer know-how of being able to develop for PC is just not it's they're game better slowly but it's still very very early days i think yeah. for publishers out here i think i almost feel that it would be better if if companies were more trusting of their source code to work with external partners to make the PC versions so they can yeah. feed them you know live access to the source so that they can get the updates out faster because i just don't think japan has the infrastructure like i said agile development still isn't applied at a lot of studios here as far as i've heard from colleagues or, or like people who work in the industry here friends so it would be interesting to see um if they could do a live service game if if their mobile games are any indication though i think we should be happy that they're not doing the it <laughs> as a live service True, I don't know they don't maybe i don't necessarily like how they do their their rollouts and i think they have a really hard issue with power creep and i think we saw a little preview of that with iceborne yeah where maybe maybe they would be better i don't know it's it's weird because they're not doing enough so i don't know the analytics like is it better for them to like do one every two like once a month once a week once every two months and just have like a crap load of content i don't know but uh they certainly haven't found the sweet spot that's for damn sure
1: (laughs) i feel like stories too is doing a very good job where like I'm super satiated with like the end game there and they're dropping content. And then they've got these like smaller patches, which are just like some quests in between. It's like every two weeks you're getting something to kind of dip in, even though you weren't necessarily expecting it from like the, the base game. And if the core mechanics of like stories was a bit more like expansive, then people more yeah. people would be jumping back in, but they need to take that kind of flow yeah. and apply it. I to, think the success of rise yeah. might
0: actually be our stories too, might be it's, Visibility is yeah. transparency. Like, yeah. if you were to tell people, okay, Monster Noir Rise, um, on the second, on the second, you know, first week of the month, we're going to give you a challenge quest. Second week is a new rampage quest. Third uh, is going to be a new event quest, and fourth one is going to be a layered armor quest. It's essentially the same damn content they're giving us right now, but it's different, mm-hmm. right? Because you yeah. know what is coming and when, and it, it. I don't know. There's something like I don't know. Maybe they got it wrong. Where like if we try to make it a surprise, people are really excited. It's like, no, you don't understand people's imagination will always be much better than what you can deliver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, it's better to come out and just say, here's what we're dropping. And then it's exciting, you know, like, and so I think there's a lot they, l- they could learn from what they do with stories too. I'm However, I am, be... I am so scared about the final quest though. Yeah. <laughs> I, if it's what I think it is, I'm going to be very disappointed.
1: Oh, no. that would not
0: be the right way to end it. <laughs> At all, I—that's the one complaint I have of the entire game. So it's like 99.9% love the game. That one thing yeah. though just bothers me to death. Um, but we'll see. This
2: one thing that still hasn't happened is bothering Gaijin to death. We just—it's yes. it's
3: living rent-free in his head.
0: <laughs> but it's it. But Stories 2 is a good. I, I just love the fact that they're able to make it such an authentic, wonderful monster Hunter game, and it's not. They're using Marvelous, right? They're working with yeah. an external developer. Yeah, well, uh, the fact that they can... I mean, that shows the producing chops of whoever was the producer at Capcom, like that they could direct a, a completely different team from a different part of the country to make such a good game. And just Marvelous just knocked out of the park. Yeah. So... Iteration, we need more. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what's but yeah, your... Battle
0: Pass is, a, is, a, is an interesting one because I think the industry still... There's still room to figure out that system to make it even better. I think there's slowly, some games are getting better at it, but uh, eventually we'll get to a point where here's, I think even Ruri might be okay with the idea. Listen, here's my biggest here's my
2: biggest problem with Battle Pass, and literally if a company I mean, does play- Battle Pass in a different way, then you know I might actually be okay with it. And and, and some people are going to go, oh my God, Ruri can't be okay with Battle Pass. Yeah, there's one thing that I'll explain to you, and this is my biggest problem. My biggest problem with Battle Pass is FOMO. And this is the reason why I don't play Dauntless anymore. Because, like, yeah. mm. I like Dauntless. I've, I've said this. I even took a sponsorship opportunity with Dauntless because I like the game that much. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. I'll, I made, like, two guides or whatever uh, from a sponsorship opportunity that I had for Dauntless. And
1: a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't I wish it was, it was not that much? It was not that much. If you have 100000 some subs, it's not that much. But still, you know, it helps. But, yeah. um... The thing here is in the way that battle passes work is that, you know, you buy the battle pass and then you're expected to play the game throughout a certain yeah. amount of time and do certain activities that the game wants you to do and you have a certain amount of time to finish those. So it's like hmm. you buy the battle pass for this month, by the end of the month the battle pass goes away. That's my problem. The FOMO yeah. of it. The FOMO I fear think, of missing actually- out. I hate that. Like if Maybe you were I've to tell it. me if you were to tell me You can buy this battle pass, and like two years from now, you can come back and complete it. And I'd be like, okay, Mm. that's whatever. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Maybe I worded it like incorrectly, so maybe it's not battle pass that I want, or a season pass. But like, maybe it's more of a season pass, where it's like a season of content. Mm. Battle passes are just like you like get skins, some like coins to spend during your time, or you know whatever. Hmm?
0: I will agree with you on this in the fact that I now see the enticement of. Iceborne was a fantastic expansion. It was probably one of the best ones they've ever done uh, for a base game. But, like, a $40 price tag on the DLC was a lot to swallow, obviously, yeah. for a lot of people. If they had found a way, with, I don't know how they would do it, but if they found a way where you, you could buy, like, buy even at right? half price, like, yeah. you could buy in $20 gets you half of Iceborne, and then if you like it, you can continue to just buy the second half, sort of like they do, I guess, with, like, the, the character things with smash brothers or whatever yeah. like i don't play it so i don't know but where there's an option a smaller option where i can dip in and and get a feel for it before i want to fully commit that might be there might be something there for that because like uh there's just people have a hard time paying that amount of money for a game that is essentially inclu- it's it's like a visual thing Like it includes the base game and it's a whole bunch of content or you can view it as no they're selling the base game plus some extra content it's like yeah. it's the same thing but it's very different visually um, yeah. I'm very old so, school I don't think it's I, a horrible I, I, I'm I think not that cringed a, about the idea
2: I think it's one of those things that where I'm showing my age but like listen back in my day you <laughs> we get, used to get all the game <laughs> you get your game you get your full game and then like you get an expansion and that to me is still my favorite model it's like hey give me an expansion and I'm good like I'd rather that because that way at least you'll know the amount of content to expect as opposed to like yeah. say for instance what was it? I think it was Borderlands 2. I was like, "Here's a season pass, and here's another one." The goddamn game had like four season passes or something ridiculous like that. That game yeah. has more DLC than I can even imagine. It has so much, and it's like okay. I would rather have all of it. it. It almost makes me like I'll just wait until you guys are done releasing DLCs then I'll just buy the whole game. Like, I, don't yeah. I I I I noticed that I have like a hard time uh, with some games where I like I'll play it. And it's like, oh, here's a little bit more content. And then a little bit more. And then a little bit more. And it's like, World in a way was that. But I don't yeah. know. For for world of work, because I just love Monster Hunter that much. But like in most other games, I I will not like go back to it. Like for instance, Ghost of Shima, right? Love that game. Game's friggin' amazing. Yeah. The new DLC came out, Sony sent me a code, I still haven't touched it. Hmm. And I want to, but it's like, I don't know, it's hard for me to go back to certain games. It's weird. <laughs> Like, that but you realize, that, but you find.
0: realize now you're given you're given a counter argument to 269's case, actually, what? Which is people don't want to come back a year yeah. later and play the expansion of the game. Yeah, yeah. they would rather have a live service that would keep them in the game longer.
2: It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Actually... It's weird. Some games well, we work for it's me, all other good games ideas. it doesn't work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is, I is... think that's it's a thing. It's a it's a case by case thing.
2: And yeah. we just got like a new content drop for Stories 2 today, which brings with it yeah. Kirin, uh, Elder Elderfrost, Gamoth, and Seer Mizutsune. Um, yeah.
0: Have so you guys played you could...
2: it yet? No. no. <laughs> That's what... Okay, then I, I, That's I oh, the I've already. My know, day. But... <laughs> I, I won't I won't tell you my thoughts then. We'll save you... that for the next podcast. But have you played it already?
0: I had, we we did we did oh, um, yeah. like Elderfrost and stuff like that. Yeah, we just we're holding off on. Uh, I'm still thinking in Japanese. My daughter's been home. I'm thinking I'm in Japanese, so uh, not tamamitsune, uh, mizutsune. So we're gonna hold off on that. We're gonna kill it the in one in GU PU tonight before. first. Yeah, and then we're gonna go do it. So we'll be we'll be, be in bed late tonight. I think it's a night to. I think it's. I think I need to order some pizza tonight. <laughs> You're not gonna be cooking <laughs> It'll tonight. It'll be easier. <laughs> yes, we'll be cooking something else.
1: Are you oh, a pineapple and pizza person? Hmm. Are you a pineapple and pizza
0: person? Never tried it.
1: You've never tried it? No
0: no Good no man. desire to try it. So but Good I man. can't. That's what I like No to desire say. to try it, so don't I can't really say. It. Maybe it's I'm missing out on the most meat. Imbe- <laughs> it's like they say like, you know, like cockroaches or so like some insects are like the most delicious things and if you do just it. close your eyes and you were uh, I'm just not open to the idea. So no, not I don't not know, maybe cockroaches. It's delicious.
2: definitely not cockroaches. So so two six, are you gonna are you gonna slam pineapple on pizza? Are you really gonna do this?
1: Are you a pineapple on pizza person? I am. I need to leave this podcast like right now.
2: (laughs) Get me out of of (laughs) here. Pineapple on pizza is delicious. Here's here's the problem. Let let me explain to you what the problem is with pineapple on pizza, all right? It's because... The people that try pineapple on pizza and don't like it is because the the people who made their pizza, they put some nasty-ass, bitter-ass piece of garbage pineapple, and then they're just like, oh my God, this tastes terrible. Yeah, because they gave you a piece of trash pineapple. Like, if you, if you just eat a trashy pineapple, it's going to taste terrible. Same way that if you taste like bad meat on a pizza, it's going to taste terrible too. The secret is it has to be a good pineapple, a good, nice pineapple. Ripe, uh, you know, nice flavor and textured pineapple on a pizza is gorgeous. So, so
0: what you're saying is, if you are going to try the abomination, at least go to a good restaurant.
2: It's not an abomination; it's fantastic. It's, it's,
0: but I, I will lovely. say here, yeah. I live in Japan, and the amount of shit I see, they put. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot today. The amount of stuff, the you amount want of some weird green tea cat No, <laughs> they 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 put. Fish eggs, tuna with mayonnaise all over yeah, it. True. Teriyaki, like they have the most bizarre, disgusting pizza mix matches here. That pineapple and pizza is such a timid idea. It's like, true. it's like cute almost. It's I, like oh, I bet you oh, could so probably exciting. buy so
2: exotic. I bet you could probably buy like a cockroach flavor Kat. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Ew, ew.
3: But uh, so we savage. should, we
0: should, we. I could talk to you guys forever, but we're, we're I think we're already coming up almost in two hours. So I think yep. if there's any other subjects we want to hit, we should try We should probably dial in and hit those because I could see us chatting all damn day and then not all letting right. you guys get to the DLC. So well, and one, I, know that, uh, I know that
2: I know um, that two six nine. You have two six two six nine also wants to jump into stories too. So I'm going to give you the word two six. Anything that okay. you want to bring up, floor is yours. Okay.
1: So. I, I don't know how controversial this is, but I like being controversial, here. We go so <gasps> controversy. Whoop, whoop, okay, whoop, the alarm. All right. So, how do you feel about the Endgame in Rise at the moment? And do you feel Capcom did the right thing?
2: Uh, do you want to go first, Gajin, or shall I go first? Mm. You
0: go first. Um, so I, I, I get longer. You, you're more concise than I am <laughs> with your opinion. So,
2: to me, <laughs> when it comes to to Rise, the the thing is. The problems that I have with Endgame, I feel are not the same problems that other people have with the Endgame. So a lot of people, they want to get that chase that they had with World, with the decorations. I personally don't want that. Like, I'm very happy with the fact that I can get... The decorations, I can craft them. That in and of itself is kind of a chase because you can actually target the decorations that you want. It's like, oh, I'll go hunt this monster, get the materials to craft this decoration so you can get the decorations done faster. That to me is more appealing. The charms is like... I don't really see the charm as a big deal because you get a charm with two tier two sockets, you're pretty much good to go for like 90% of the builds that you want to make. Like if you really want something completely crazy and out of the blue, sure, you'll need a better charm. But like for 90% of the builds, you get two tier two slots, you're pretty much set to go. So I like being able to just do the builds that I want and get the tools to do the builds. The thing that I am missing is simply quantity of quests. It's not even the repeatability, it's the quantity. And not even just quantity of quests, but quantity of challenging quests. Because like most of the quests, you know, you go through the game and you just beat everything and very few things will challenge you. Like a couple of apexes here and there will give you a couple of problems, but after a while, very few things will challenge you. But then you get these two latest quests that they did, which is like the the Apex Soul Seer and... Not Soul Seer, the Apex Mizutune and Apex Zenogre and, and the two Rajan quests... That was amazing because those were actually more challenging because they tweak the values of the monsters. They're higher, they hit harder, they give you more thing. And to me, it's like, just give me like a hundred of these and I'll be happy. That's all I want. Just (laughs) give me like a hundred quests on this difficulty level and I'll be pretty happy. Like, that's what I want. I just want more challenge because like, I have all of these really powerful builds and there's like two quests for me to go do that actually challenge these builds. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. so it's like the whole chase of the decoration or whatever i i don't care that much for that like i actually when i went into world right and and i would go do um investigations the reason i liked investigations is because it was random it's like oh here's a it, it's not because of the random rewards it's because it gives you interesting scenarios particularly as a streamer it was cool like sometimes i'd see a really quirky quest and i'd be like oh this is a good one to put on stream like oh here's a uh, a friggin' tempered, tempered Rajang plus a silver Rathalos plus, yeah. I don't know, something else ridiculous, right? And I'm like, let's go. And it's got one faint. Let's see who gets the faint <laughs> so that we can all laugh at you after you faint, right? And you know, that was the interesting part of it. I never went uh, after a while, like, sure, you grind decos for a while, but after a while, I wasn't going into tempered quests expecting to get a good decoration. Like, I gave up on that. It was, it was never going to happen. I went into the tempered quests because they were fun and they were more challenging. So that's yeah. what I want. Like, if I could get investigations and just give me random monsters with the potency of Rajang and Apex, Mizutsune and, and Zenogur from these last two, I'd be pretty damn happy. Like, I'm good. Yeah, just give me that.
1: Nice. What about you, Gaiju?
0: Okay, so I'll give you my essay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I have... Uh, it's it's my, my thoughts on it are a little complicated. I would say that they're... Am I happy with the end game? There is no end game. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm. I feel confident in saying that, and that's not an insult. It's just there's no end game loop. There's, you know, it's like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, didn't have an end game. Did I love the game to death? Heck yeah. Do I love Rise? Yes. But there are certain things about there being a lack of end game that are not good, and there's certain things that are good. It's a little weird. So, like one. If, like, I'm fine with a game not having an endgame. Like, 3U, because that was an Ultimate release, there was enough content there, which I think Rise Ultimate, if they if I'm assuming they're making it, uh, that will have, I will assume. So even if they decided to say, you know what, we're not going to have an end game I would be fine with it. That being said, you know, there is a subsection of players who want to get a little bit more enjoyment out of the game, and I think that having an endgame mechanic is a good thing in general. I think if it's the end of the life cycle, it's the ultimate release... It needs an end game only for the fact of the end game can't be integral to the average person's experience it has to be dessert it has to be something that's completely optional doesn't like that's where i hated the decorations that it affected the average player's play session that you couldn't even try out certain builds because something that was integral to the the core experience was tied to the end game where the actual end game of iceborne i thought was great like augments and stuff like you know like you can get little health augments and stuff. You don't need to do that. Like My daughter beat Fatalis without having many augments. Like It it was just nice icing on the cake that you could engage with and get some extra stuff if you wanted that. And I think that's great. And I think it'd be great. I Hopefully they'll find a way to do that for Rise Ultimate. Um, so I think an end... But that being said, I'll say, okay, so am I saying that the lack of an endgame is a mistake? Yes and no. It's not the ultimate release. So I don't think that it needs it it would have been better with one however Capcom does have a bad track record in my opinion when it comes to integrating end game loops in the base game Um, I am not a fan of how they did it in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate I think they hit the idea right where that, that was the first time they ever did an end game and I thought it was in that respect it was great guild quests were a great idea it was a great way to keep people in the community active and playing and chasing stuff after the party was over that was cool. But they committed to it in the base game, which meant that when they came out with the... You guys didn't get Monster Hunter 4 in the West, but we had Monster Hunter 4 here in Japan before we had Far Ultimate. Yeah, I think and I they had Guild Quest. Yeah, with Guild our, Quests yeah. were in that game. Yeah. And it, it it basically... What ended up happening is because they didn't want people to feel... I'm putting words in Capcom's mouth here, my yeah. assumptions. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that they did... Like, if you put an end game in the base game, right? You're almost by default committing to having to double down on that idea for the ultimate release because you don't want people who played the base game who grinded the hell out of it for a thousand hours for that all to mean nothing like if there was no guild quest and for ultimate but there wasn't 4 you're basically saying your effort hey, you had fun for a year but it, it's all gone now like that would really piss off people so you have to double down on the idea. Guild Quest kind of worked, kind of didn't work, because they doubled down on it when Ultimate came out, and it ended up being Monster Hunter, Shagaru, and Rajan. That was the game. That's all people played. And it, it just it didn't. There's certain aspects of that I didn't like. Then it gets really dark, in my opinion, when you go to Generations and Generations Ultimate. I don't think. This is still suspicion on my behalf. I don't believe that they were ever planning on making Generations Ultimate. I think there's enough signs there in the game design <laughs> that prove that. The Deviant system was an endgame loop, and it was awesome. It was a little too grindy, but it was awesome. Mm. You you didn't have to do all of them. You could pick the ones that you wanted. You knew what you were going to get. You grinded it. It was fun. It was a great idea. But because it was put into a base game, when they decided, okay, we're going to make an ultimate version, they doubled down on what was already too grindy of a system, and it became even more ridiculously grindy. And it ended up being a bad decision because it's like they kind of – what do they call it? Like pigeonholed themselves into yeah. this. They committed to it early. Where I think Rise is doing enough stuff experimentally, both with like Rampage, um, with just the gameplay in general. There's enough experimentation there that perhaps with hindsight of how they, I think that they didn't quite get it right on the previous games. Maybe it's a good thing they didn't put an end game in this one because I don't want them to have put it in there and then have to double down on it in the next game. Can you imagine if they tried making like the Rampage the end game? like Good that God. could have been disastrous. <laughs> and then they would have to double down on it because people are spending hundreds of hours and you need to respect that time with the ultimate release. So, however, I do think that they they've wasted some opportunities here. Yeah. I yeah. think with the with the like for example, I was saying like um having the difficult quest. This is a testing bed. This will inform how difficult the next game should be the ultimate release. And they're not doing enough of it. I don't think I think they're way too committed to their own ideas without looking at player feedback. For example, why didn't we have a rampage quest that was an event quest that was very hard to clear? Like very hard to clear. A rampage right now you where can you could actually lose. Lose, yes. <laughs> the thing is, is like I wanna know what that looks like and I wanna know if that works and I wanna see how people are receive it, right? Like what does a very difficult rampage look like? Is it too chaotic? Because that will inform how they should do the ultimate. But they didn't even do it. That was free research. They yeah, could have just made no, a really hard rampage. There's not and a then single see hard how the, and rampage said, in the game. Okay, let's, let's keep it optional. Let's not double down on that. And But they lost the opportunity because now there's not enough people even actively playing it that it's it's too late. If they have it planned, then it's too late. They could, should have did it earlier. So I feel kind of like there was some missed opportunities. Um, but I also think, again, just from my own personal opinion on how they did 4 for you and Generations Generations Ultimate, Iceborne had an advantage, right? Like it, they built a new yeah. endgame and it, yeah. were able to vastly ignore the augmentations of World, but augmentation was a good... It was stealing the idea from For You anyways. Mm-hmm. There's two endgames in For Ultimate that people don't realize. There's the good endgame, which I think is, because it's purely optional, which is the Apex system. It's challenging as hell. You can augment your weapons. It's just a fun way to min-max and push out a little bit extra and make your, your favorite weapon shine. Um, but you didn't need to do it. Then there was the guild quest, right? And then that's where the power creep came in and it re- repetitious stuff. So they took the best idea, which was augments, and they put it into the end game of world. But the world also had the end game of decorations, which I hated. So like, <laughs> you know, I hope that they commit to one end game. I don't want them doing two mechanics, and I hope whatever it is is just supplementation and a way to keep it alive and not integral. Yeah. So it's a complicated answer, but I guess. In the end of the day, I'm, I'm conflicted, I would say. I'm happy in some regards, and I'm not happy in some.
2: One of the things I that I just wanted to, to to add to my answer is that there was something very special at the end of Iceborne, which was when you finish the, the final quest with Shara, and you're flying off into the distance, and they show you the Guiding Lance for the first time, That was magical. <laughs> like that, that was because, like, here's a brand new map, and I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> this is amazing! Yeah, but like, yeah. just yeah.
1: fighting Shara was like magical in itself. I just love that fight. Shara was like super cool on the armor that you got no. from
2: Shara. No, Shara oh. was terrible, dude. But thank
0: god that uh, you know they, they, you,
2: they man. yeah, just those eyes are looking, I would, say,
0: <laughs> I would say, thank goodness that they committed to a a pseudo live service and the idea that they were making updates to iceberg because i hated the original guiding Lands i really did not like it and i made a video on that and i came back to it after they had done substantial improvements and they made some changes that really changed it and i thought it's i think it's fabulous now but how it was on release yeah (laughs) what about what
2: about your thoughts on on all of that two six where do you fall in
1: I thought I was going to disagree with things that you're going to say and you guys were going to say it was perfect or whatever, but you guys literally hit the nail on the head uh, for everything. It's fine to put down the game because it is a Monster Hunter game and that's established norms. So we shouldn't expect more than what we've been given in the past. But there was an opportunity there for them to build on what they currently have and the audience that they now have and the new people that have come in and build more content that would satiate that new audience. But I also think the scenario that we're in right now is a great scenario to be in because they got roasted for it. They're never going to do it again. Like, there's not going to be a Monster Hunter game without Endgame um, yeah. in the future. So even if it's the base game, there's going to be that content that keeps Something, the audience yeah. engaged. And this is... I would rather have it on a game that has really good gameplay and we really mm. enjoyed it for a little bit rather than it being a game that we didn't enjoy the gameplay on. And then it also had a bad end game. That I feel like that would have been super damaging to Monster Hunter in, in general. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So I think Rise Ultimate has incredible potential. Yeah. And I hope I hope if they take all the feedback that of all the things that they've hit and missed in the last few years and they apply it, we're in for a hell of a treat. If they don't, yes. then we're in for a hell of a disappointment. We'll have to yeah. wait and see. But I have faith in the team.
2: I guess the, the one thing that usually bothers me in that discussion is whenever someone just comes out and is like, game's trash, I'm like I can't.
0: Lazy developers. Oh, you, know, you can't argue with that. It's like, okay. If you think they're lazy, then don't play their games. Like oh, you're gatekeeping me. Sure. Here we I am. Go then again. Don't don't listen to me. <laughs> don't don't listen to then, then then don't listen to me. You don't like my opinion. It's fine.
2: Obviously. We're gonna have um we're gonna have links to all things 2.6 six um in the in the description of this video. I'm sure that you're gonna be releasing probably even before the podcast goes live, you're probably gonna be releasing some video on stories yeah. yeah. too. So uh, do remember when this podcast say, goes like, live, check out uh, Two Six's channel uh, to make sure that you. I watch was gonna say
0: the, you almost you you guys serve almost like an alternative to Twitter if people just want to know what's going on in the world of exactly. Monster Hunter. You guys yeah. do a very good job of showing off the content, mm-hmm. um, where you don't have to follow on Twitter because Twitter is a landmine. You either like it or you don't. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I love it, even though it's a love hate relationship. But here, uh, here we go. Again. Keep up the good work. I love your guys' stuff.
1: You
2: know, no, no, this
0: like, is all a compliment. Of you guys, I, like, I like the fact that you guys do that.
1: Yeah. I, I love you guys' content. Like, hurricane first time, I was like surprised. So, you don't know how good of a guy this guy is, yeah? This guy came, used to like auto host us on Twitch, like without even knowing us and stuff like that. And that is such a big helpful when you're like, you're streaming during Mozana. And streamers are really, in general, like precious of their viewers. So, for a streamer to kind of um host someone just automatically by like just doing it is just awesome and gaijin's just been there just been a nice person the whole time like alex absolutely loves him socks uh aka my cousin uh (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely loves him as well as well and it's like been nice seeing not only you grow as a content creator from like not talking to uh doing talking and doing b- bigger videos and uh seeing Yuna grow as well i remember like seeing pictures of when she's a kid and now she's like yeah. and she's playing like monster hunter it's like actually nuts so yeah it's, it's great being here
0: yeah well thank you we're blessed we have such sure. a fun community with so many good people
2: oh man and it was it was uh i actually i think i helped you guys on your first extreme moth kill as well if i if i'm remembering correctly during those uh those yeah yeah <laughs> <So, yep.
1: laughs> It was <laughs> sick. That was my favorite fight, like of all time, like uh, in uh,
2: Monster Hunter so See, you right. gotta right. play
0: just final, just... final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> Do I though? Again, <laughs> en- Enough gun, Lance. chilling.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Because because we always fumble it because it's always awkward and there's a weird silence. I'm gonna give the final word to two six nine. So don't don't come go. to me for that one.
2: Oh, you're there gonna you give guys. it to six Not Okay. So get Up, ready to six. Here, here it goes. You're gonna have to complete the sentence.
0: I suck at this. <laughs> I
2: Okay, everybody. Stay strong. Stay safe.
1: And don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel because if you've been watching this content, it's been an absolutely great knowledge base for you guys to kind of really get engaged on what's happening in the Monster Hunter community. Um, If you want to catch any of the uh, channels on here, you can go to Gaijin's channel and obviously you're already on Hurricane's channel, but you can visit my one because uh, I'm going to be doing some stories content for you guys in the... uh, near future. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast. See you guys soon hopefully and uh, Gaijin and Hureka will have the next podcast up for you soon.
3: Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>